Welcome to The Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY Buffalo. Buffalo's original alternative since 1982. Brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. I'm Joe Kelly. <clears throat> Sorry, i got to clear my throat there to start off. <laughs> Joined today, so far, I, I, I have a feeling we'll have, we'll have some trickling, um, trickling co-hosts coming in. But Dan Dale is to my right. Evan Harrington will be in studio. We know that. And Frank the Tank says he's going to be a little late today. No gauge on that. So we don't depending. know how late. Yeah, depending. We don't know how exactly late. But we're here for the Blitz following clutching victory from the jaws of defeat. The Bills barely survive against the New York Giants. I mean, yeah, they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But... Without an offensive score for three quarters of play. So the Giants, or the Bills defense, actually did a fantastic job missing up quite a few starters, right? Well, not quite a few, but a few. Dorian, not Dorian Williams. What's his name? Daquan Jones, (laughs) 92. And then uh, we've got Matt Milano, of course, missing, and Trey White. So the Bills defense manages to hold the Giants out of the end zone the entire game. The entire game, Uh, just to field goals. So nine points, three field goals. That's all the Giants got. So other than that, though, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. So let's uh, let's get right into it. We do have Evan Harrington now joining us. How's it going, Ev? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fantastic over here. Dan, are you ready to break this down a little bit? You ready to get into it? Do we have to? I know. I know. Do we I have know. to? I know. I, I don't know. really want to, but I guess I mean we have I know. to. I, I, I guess, unfortunately. Um, listen, I'm going to quote the late great, not late great, the great Josh Allen, number 17. <laughs> He's dead? No, no, no. The great Josh Allen, number 17, QB1, number 17 on the field, QB1 in my heart. Um, a win's a win. It's an ugly one, but we'll take it. That's the moral of the story here. I think I think Von Miller even alludes to it as well in a post-game interview. Um, it was not pretty. It genuinely was not. Um, hope hope everyone took their blood pressure medication before that. Uh, maybe some baby aspirin to thin out that blood. Uh, I, I Listen, it's just it's unfortunate that the Bills, for two weeks now, have not been able to get the ball rolling on offense until it seems the fourth quarter. Maybe that's the travel, okay? Chris Collinsworth alluded to that last night. You know, it's hard traveling there, but it's also difficult traveling back, even though they've had a week to readjust. I, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and make an excuse like that, but I just, I I want to hear from you guys. We'll hear from Frank when he comes in. I, I, I'm assuming he watched the game, being a Bucks fan after that disappointing game yesterday. So uh, He was just <laughs> looking for a positive. He was look, he's looking for a positive, so we'll, we'll chat with him in a little bit when he gets maybe to... Maybe he brought the Bucks bad luck over to us. Maybe he did. Um, it wasn't bad luck, though. The Bills did win. Okay, It's a, it's a win in the win column. Right, true. We are 4-2. and two. Is that what the record is now? 4-2? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the positives, at least we can beat uh, winning teams, except the Giants aren't a winning team. Uh, you know, I, I was mentioning this stat pre-show off the air that Tua has not beaten a winning team in over 390 days or uh so you know at least the Bills can beat a winning team but I've been struggling the past couple weeks so Dan we'll hear from you first Evan we'll hear from you next and then Frank the tank whenever he shows up uh what are you just general thoughts 
like how did, I know you you collapsed to the floor you alluded to, but uh, uh, how did yes, you feel? At the end of the game, I did just off my couch fall on the floor <laughs> and, and was just like breathing very hard of just how much weight was on my back and then just to feel it all gone in one second. I'm like, oh jeez. Another five years off my life. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, that's why you got to take the blood pressure medication, even if you're like 12. Yeah, Bills right. Games. If you're a Bills fan, yeah. that's only that's that's the warning. That's what's on the label. Yep. Uh, recommended to kids under this age, as long as you're a Bills fan. Yeah, literally. Uh, but I think that the defense balled out. Um, maybe there were certain plays, or you know, the one drive where they really let Barkley kind of torch them. I'm okay um, with that, though. I had him on a couple fantasy teams. He got like 10.3 points. I sat him there, because so. he faced the Bills. Yeah. Normally, I, I try to, be... to do that, but I knew with Milano out and Daquan Jones out, I'm like, okay, their best run stoppers on the defense are arguably out, so he'll get some, which he got me 10 points, so I'm not going to complain. But The uh, the only thing that I have to say about the defense, and Joe, you may want to – no, you actually don't have to drop my levels for this one. Are you sure? Because the mic here uh, has tech problems with it. Get Kyrie Elam off this team! For the love of God, get this bum who holds every freaking buddy off my team! Okay, uh, that that was just. I a, thought he did all right last night. No, he played horribly, and I want him gone. Dan, why do you play? I hate Dan, Kyrie Elam. Why do you play horribly last night? He played horribly because he got beat like on all the routes they he threw got, him. He he allowed one reception in coverage. Yeah. He was pretty locked down, actually, last He made night. a couple nice yeah, open Yeah, but he made how tackles. many holdings, how many PIs, how many... Like he, I think, like, one or two? Taron yeah, Johnson's costing. an all-pro... All right, Taron Johnson's an all-pro corner. We yeah. can make the argument we he got, got away with the holding call. Very lucky. On the one-yard line, that would have dictated the... That was an untimed down, That would have too. dictated us well, being that was three a or three thing. or four I don't two. care how we want it. We want, um, I don't care if it was supposed to be a penalty. It's karma, you know? So many bad things have happened to Bill. Elam's ways. had worse games. And his Elam also wasn't supposed to be starting yesterday. No. Dane Jackson was supposed to and be. And then in he his was position. ruled out. He was ruled out and Kyer Elam came in and played the C B two role and I say he that, did fairly that's okay. A bull excuse in my in my well, in you're that. Asked, we're, because no, that's the same thing with Benford. No, uh, I, I don't at, against uh, I don't think it is because at this point in time you lose your all pro corner in Tredavious White, he goes for the down, season. you have your number one. Right? Christian Benford missed a game the other week and he's in at the C B one spot too. You have Dane Jackson who's the C B two and he's not playing. And you got have a guy in Kyrie Elam who was scratched for the first four games and we've been waiting for Kyrie Elam to kinda jump up and, and fill this void and play football. And he's and, not going to. Well, he is. We just saw him nope. fill that void and play football. We see our first round pick finally getting in some game in game action. Going up against you know some solid wide receiver competition, and he'll get nope. better and better the more. Ted, nope, yeah, Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins, and Wandale Robinson are really elite wide receivers. In this I said league. I never Give said, me I never, said elite. I said never said elite. They're solid wide receivers. They are not even solid. I would I mean, say they are good. mid or horrible. Well, that would be solid, mm-hmm. mid, middle of the pack. Yeah, C. It's like average, solid. C's get degrees. Yeah, that's one thing we're taking heart this semester. Yeah, and A's so. get Super Bowls. Uh, but the the thing I, about Dave I don't know. Jackson, I got an A in my class. I don't have a Lombardi sitting in my room. Yeah, good for you. But uh, like, what I'm trying whatever. to say is 
But they right? there's, about- there's, there's been a pack and there's been a crowd of fans just hollering down the, you know, the back of the neck of Kyrie Elam of why isn't this guy in the game? We're not seeing Elam on the field. We spent a first round pick on this guy. We need to see him in game and, and, and step up to the occasion. All right. Well, he was scratched for the first four games. He saw injuries take place, whether that was Jackson, Trey White, Benford, et cetera. All of them. Kyrie Elam was asked by the coaching staff and his defensive coordinator and his positional coach, hey, go in there and play some football. Go in there and do your job. And last night, Kyrie Elam only allowed one reception on a defense that allowed nine points and three field goals against a team and uh, an offense that could have maybe put up two touchdowns. Yeah, he was the contributing factor to the defensive success last night. He was. And Evan, your point about Dane Jackson, you know, Elam being asked, you know, so late about – being the corner number two, and Dane was supposed to play. No, he was not. He was not at all. He was a did not practice for the whole okay. week. So, no, they knew about it. He knew about but it. I, but I still okay. don't understand why why the negativity towards him is coming out. Because he because actually... he's extending drives. He's allowing teams to be able to keep their drives going when we don't need it. I'd rather have Do you know who else is extending capable. drives? Ed Oliver. Um, defensive linemen that go off sides and extend drives on third down, roughing the passer calls by defensive linemen, um, extending drives, Terrell Bernard on a pass breakup against Darren Waller, held Darren Waller, which led to the Giants' drive continuing. Like, any player on the defensive side of the football can let an offense continue a drive. I understand that, but it's a so continuing can't factor with Elam He's that played two Elam games at, this like, year. the worst moments just – Causes a penalty. He can't keep up with the wide Dan receiver. also. He seems like he has trouble. Cornerback because... two. Dan, the cornerback two on any NFL defense will be the one that gets picked on the most and gets highlighted the most within an NFL game. Oh, I That's understand just that how completely. it is. But I'd rather have Levi Wallace back than have Kyrie Elam in. And I know how Levi Wallace plays. And he, in my opinion, he totally sucks. That's wild. I, I cannot sit here and support that at all. Ky- Levi, Levi was, Wallace over Kyrie I re- Elam. I like I like Dane ten times over Levi. Levi is too scared to play man on man. Well, you see how he's playing with Pittsburgh. He's horrible. I would not. I would not even compare Kyrie Elam to him. Yeah, I mean Kyrie. I mean, well, you, you say play man on man. Why did the Bills draft Kyrie Elam to play man on man? That was yeah, his number one trait. On man on man. Well, that's how because man coverage. Okay, with the receiver. That, no, Dan. That's how man coverage. Works a lot of it is ticky tack holding, and I'm going to stick with you and play aggressively. Right, that's how Jalen Ramsey plays. That's why Jalen Ramsey was as good as he was. Well, Jalen Ramsey's a bum. Well, Jalen Ramsey for much of his career was an All Pro, the best in the league. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. I'm going to play up on you. I'm going to grab you. I'm going to right. play physical. Get physical. Line of scrimmage. Get physical. They let that happen now. They're not. They don't always call penalties on that because you got to let them play. And what we're hoping for is that a guy in Kyrie Elam develops into a corner that can play 100% of the snaps on any Sunday or you know Monday or Thursday, whatever game we play, and he can go out there and defend against some of the top receivers in the world playing man-on-man in certain situations. The more game action he sees, I think the better off it's going to be. I, I, that's just how and this it is. is a good, he's gonna I think he's going to be the thing that drags the ship down if he has to play more. I hope Dan gets healthy fast. I hope Benford stays healthy. And I hope Teron stays healthy because God help us, we do not have backup corners. Yeah, I mean, I, you're I'd not say, wrong about the backups, but like, well, Kyrie Elam is considered a backup corner. I understand that. I'm I just, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, your fourth corner on the roster, outside corner. I'm not considering Johnson an outside corner; he's an inside. 
But first-round pick at your fourth outside corner, I mean, I'd say the Bills came into the season with pretty solid depth at the cornerback position outside of the Trey White injury and the Benford and the Jackson injury that took place. The Bills came into the season with fairly good depth at corner, and you're seeing that depth, you know, have some fruition right now because of the injury to Tredavious White. Even Jamarcus Ingram, he's a solid veteran backup, former UB product. He he can play. I'd rather have Jamarcus Ingram out there. I just wanna I wanna go through something real quick here. Um looking at looking at uh penalties, Jacksonville game. At Oliver, illegal use of hands to the face, five yards. Um, and then Dorian Williams, illegal contact, five yards. Offensive holding, seven yards. Poyer, unnecessary roughness, 15 yards. Matakevich, unnecessary roughness, 10 yards. Sherfield, illegal block above the waist, declined. McGovern, offensive holding, declined. Dawkins, holding. Epinesa. Let's keep going. Buffalo News hasn't hit me with the paywall yet, so we're going to see what happens. <laughs> um, Taron Johnson, defensive pass interference, 26 yards. That's but, a pretty big one. Osiris but, Torrance, offensive holding. But you're looking at the wrong thing. You, you're, I'm looking at a game Kyrie Elam played in, and I'm not yeah, seeing his name, Yeah, but you're not looking at what Kyrie Elam did. And Kyrie Elam got torched by Ridley. I mean, if they Jones I mean, that's, kept I mean, playing. Ridley's okay, one of the best listen, Trey White would have been game. torched. He's not the fastest corner out there, too. Trey White would have done 10 times better. Um, um, Trey Wright's an all-pro. He's an all-pro, Dan, and this I guy's in his you second year. an all-pro against an all-pro instead of an all-pro versus a bum. Trey White's not known for his speed, and Kyer Elam Doesn't is not matter. a bum. Uh, I don't care if Trey is known for his speed or not. Trey is one of the best corners in this game. He is top five. Who, unfortunately, is injury-prone at this point, so you can't count on him. That's what I'm going to say. I, I, he's injury-prone? Come on. Dan. He's AC, had two I get unlucky it. injuries. Give it a break. Um, season-ending unlucky injuries back-to-back, and he didn't return from the ACL last year the way we wanted him to. And we don't have our all-pro corners, no. so we're going to need to rely upon the first-round draft Next man up. that we put into Kyrie Elam last, last season. And last night, I was not mad at all. I and not once. Reason, this is this this is the thing. There's I, a there's reason. Cer- well, Dan, there's certain positions that I always will say, if you don't notice them on the field, that is probably a good thing. Right. Offensive linemen and cornerbacks. If you don't notice them on the field... They are probably doing their job. I don't think I said Kyer Elam's name once last night. Yes. If you don't oh, notice. Oh, I sure did. Oh, then you must more. be cherry picking then because like, I, I don't I'm know not what you were picking. seeing. I just see him get beat, and I know he can get beat uh, pretty badly. Yeah. He got beat a lot by Sterling. He got beat a lot I by I mean, the Buffalo Bills offensive line apparently got beat a ton yesterday, but the line gave up zero sacks. And yeah. Yeah, because of Josh Allen is ability to move. If I know about a pocket passer. That's probably not the same. Well, we don't have a pocket passer. The offensive line yeah. did enough. They did that, enough. But, like, but what I'm trying to relate to, Kyrie Elam may have got beat on a couple routes. He did enough to win the game he did and enough contribute to do his job. Yeah. He's one of, there aren't like, any ex- ex- existential accolades or anything like that, but he did enough to contribute to the defense and hold that giants offense that was humming at multiple points going down the field with Tyrod Taylor to just three field goals on the night. Yeah, also, Kyrie Elam, three tackles, which was fairly solid enough to contribute to the defense. I mean, you think of other players on the defense like Johnson, Bernard, Benford, Williams, Hyde. Outside of that, Elam was, you know, amongst the others Mm -hmm. as contributing factors. Not saying he's the best player on the defense last night, but did his job, made a couple open field tackles. McDermott even spoke highly of him after the game as well. 
gonna speak highly about anybody. That's that doesn't matter. Well, you didn't speak highly about me. No. Or, Do you play for the Buffalo Bills? No, but I paid no, for the then, Bills. No, then no. He, he doesn't, he doesn't speak, know who you are. He didn't speak highly about everyone. Week one, Josh Allen. It wasn't speaking highly of him. He'll, he won't speak highly of you if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Elam went out there and did what he was supposed to do, and the Bills' defense had one of their better games of the season, holding a team to nine points. I mean, you can argue it was their their best overall yeah. game of the season when it's like situational-wise, sure. Yeah. Two situational stops they made. Williams comes in the game, 10 tackles. Like, come Pretty on. Good. Like, yeah. Next man up is working right now, and it worked in the Jags game. It did. Even though you lost that game, the offense just didn't wake up in that game, unfortunately, yeah. to put points on the board. I mean, the next man up thing, I, Dan, I, I had no problem with Kyer Elam last night. I genuinely didn't. I just don't think we're going to be able to win more games if he is out there. Dan, I think the Bills it, it need doesn't to matter. Okay, let me put it like this. Let me look. So, all right, you might not be wrong on the fact that the Bills might want to search the cornerback market and take a look um, at certain teams if there are corners available. But at the same time, the Bills aren't going to lose games because of Kyer Elam. We're going to also take a look back at the 2019, 2020, 21 seasons where we had Levi Wallace at cornerback yeah. too, and fans were calling into WGR. They were on social media, left, right, and center, talking about how the Bills are going to lose games because of number 39 and opposite side of 27. No, the Bills didn't lose yeah, games. Did. No, because the yeah, Bills. What? The Buff- what? Chiefs, 13 seconds. No, that, that, uh, that was Leslie Frazier's play that's, calling. That's that is more. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Him too. Okay, so, Why do you think he left right after that? There was a reason. He stayed, he got didn't he stay for the also. season after that? And he no, left this he season? got a new contract. Yeah, he stayed in Buffalo, though, for no, that and no, no, he got a... No, he got no, a no not... I'm talking Frazier. Is that who you're talking about? No, I'm talking about Levi. Right. Listen, I'm not saying he didn't help contribute to that. But to say 13 seconds was his fault, that's I'm that's not bogus. I think it's all completely his fault. I say he had a part in it. So the entire defense did. The entire defense did. Pressure wasn't there, right? Couldn't Didn't get on Mahomes. Uh, you let them make an adjustment, and tr- Tyreek Hill burn everyone out there through the secondary. So, yeah, it wasn't all on Levi Wallace. The linebackers... All cornerbacks. But the thing with Levi the linemen. is that he's always been scared to play man on man. Okay, Kyrie well, isn't though. Scared Dan, to get beat. Dan, um, I'm gonna put it like this: uh, the corners don't, you know, kind of go on their own and say, "Oh, I'm gonna play man on man this defensive play." It's um, it's kind of whenever the def- defensive coordinator or the head coach calls. Oh the no, Bills. I understand that. Thank you, Evan. But I, I understand how a defense work and a defense plays work. I yeah, but, understand. But it's not his call if he's playing man right. to man. The Bills the don't run right, us. It's when he plays man to man. It's just when you're missing. The, Bills, it's not the a... Bills like to run zone defense. Nickel. At least with Leslie Frazier they did. I, I mean, understand well, that, but with man to man with Levi with the Bills, he was horrible. He was. Okay, there's a difference. He between, wasn't horrible you're saying, all the time. He was, Dan, you're saying that he was scared to play man-on-man. Man. It should be said more that he was solid in zone. His strongest suit wasn't playing man-on-man. Man. You're saying he's scared to play man-on-man man. like it's saying that okay, he would fine. check I'll out. A, he was good at zone but sucked on man-on-man. Man. There, you happy? And Trey White isn't that good man-on-man. Man. No, he's not. He's not He's not the fast guy. He's He's got the football IQ to be a, a pro bowler and all pro. He's not the speedy one, though. 
He's not going to catch anyone. The Bills, that's why the Bills went out and drafted Kyrie Elam. They wanted a corner that was better man-on-man. And why did he sit out the first four games? If he was so great, why did he lose to Christian No one said he's great. Why did he lose to Dane Jackson? Why did he get inactive, healthy scratch for four straight games? That's the problem Nobody said. Nobody said. Listen, first-round pick, you'd like to see him start for sure. He should be starting. He's a first-round pick. Allen didn't technically start his first game. Yeah, because you're usually not supposed to throw rookies in right away okay. for quarterbacks. No, that's Dan, Dan, that's not true. There's no correlation between quarterbacks going in and going off. Um, Patrick Mahomes sat for one year. Patrick Justin Mahomes Herbert went right in. Joe Burrow went right in. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray went right in. Trevor Lawrence went right in. Like There's quarterbacks in today's modern day of the game that will go, go right, right in, in and play. But there are also quarterbacks that will like sit two here. Up. There, there are also quarterbacks that will sit a year, and that's the way they learn. It's, it's really just who the quarterback is. It's not that it's best for the quarterback to sit or it's best for the quarterback to go in. It's just the situation. Not at all. I think you could definitely force out a guy who's older, and if he starts sucking, throw the rookie right in. I think you could do that right away. No, I mean you can do that, but really that doesn't sitting. mean it's the best. It's that doesn't mean it's the best case of development. Right. Every quarterback learns at a different pathway. Yeah, Allen was arguably the worst statistically. Well, you can also argue that it's the front office's choice, not the court. You know, it's not the coach's choice. Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love, I think that's a perfect example in the sense of not letting somebody start. Well, I mean, look at Jordan Love. He sat for two years and He's he does well. not look that great. He's he, doing all right. He's doing all right, but the last oh, okay. like three, four games, he hasn't been that great. No. But so, he maintained ownership over the Bears, so what more can you ask for if you're a yeah. Green Bay fan? True. <laughs> True. I don't know. Listen, I listen. it's just the whole Elam thing. Yeah, he's a first-round pick, okay? And you can say as much as you want he should be starting. That he, if you've, Have you read anything about him behind the scenes? And, like, how hard he is on himself and everything like that? Well, that's like every almost every right, but he's got that little notebook that he just writes every mistake down in, and he like dwells on it. That's listen, like he's committed to the team, committed to the game. He just might need a little bit more time to develop. That's all I'm. That's all I'm trying to say with that is he didn't play bad last night at all, at all. Not saying he played great. No, but he didn't play bad. He did okay. He went out and contributed to the defense that held the team to nine points, just three field goals, and held them out of the end zone for 60 minutes of, of playtime. I don't know. I just think, you know, we're not going to agree on this. Yeah, like the Sabres, unfortunately. But Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, I might just let you take that one because I, I don't know if I could sit in the, the, the negativity. But what time is it? It's 25 after. I don't know. Any any other lingering thoughts on last night's game to kind of move on from the Kyrie Lim thing? Anything the Bills should have done differently, you think? I mean, other than the offense, that's a clear answer. Uh, oh, well, I know what we'll talk about next half hour. I want to I mention Ken Dorsey and get that going a little bit, but um, anything lingering you want to mention as well? Uh, hopefully Damian Harris is doing all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was I, the next brain, right? They, they released that? I, I think uh, the... the the report that was it is an next brain, so I think that was reported that that is the best case scenario um, for the Bills and, and Damien Harris, and obviously you hope that you know he's continuing uh, to do well. Yeah, 
No, absolutely. I mean, you didn't want to see any of that, unfortunately. And um, Oh, it was just really, uh, Damian Harris has been released from the hospital. Oh, perfect. Look yeah. at that. He'll probably, how, how long do you think a neck sprain you're inactive for? Oh, gosh. Long um, time? I, I could look it up. I could see IR. Yeah. I, I could just see it just with how. Which stinks because that's a playing. punch runner right up the middle on the goal line. You know what I mean? And he's pretty the good only, at that. The, so. the Damien's just really good um, at kickoff returns. And yeah. That's going to be a hard thing to miss. I mean, now you're down two kickoff returners and you're going through your third. Well, they have Deontay Hardy who does all right, you know? Well, yeah, Shakir yeah. will be your kick returner. So uh, most systems of neck sprain or strain will go away in four to six weeks. However, severe injuries may take longer to heal. So IR probably for most four likely. weeks. Um, yeah. Most neck strain or sprains heal on their own within a few days during the healing process. Pain may vary from mild to severe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really seeing like a distinct time for healing and it's really hard to compare for football too because like if one of us got our neck sprain like it'd be a little different maybe we go back to work oh, yeah like, a day or with two your neck like this you know but like but it's probably the worry about he's playing the nfl back. and he's also a running back going right up the middle and you know alan different alan got sent into that blue tent last night as well uh came right back out do you um, really i i just kept on seeing alan yeah oh yeah ha <laughs> um and then He's also he got X-rays after the game on his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder. So um, he said he'll be okay. He played through. It happened in the beginning of the second half, and he played the rest of the game just fine. Scored two touchdowns, and also threw that beamer to uh, Quentin Morris with that injury. So I don't think we should be expecting a big hindrance there. It's not like a UCL injury. Luckily, you just got to hope his collarbone is intact and all that, which we would have known by now with that those X-rays last night if it wasn't. So. Um, think that's all good there, but we'll talk more bills coming back from the quick break we're going to take here. But you've been listening to the Blitz on ninety-one point three FM WBNY. Welcome back to the Blitz on ninety-one point three FM WBNY. Still joined by Dan Dale and Evan Harrington, just chatting about the Bills' close call last night against the New York Giants. Um, Want to get on the conversation a little bit? We were talking about Kyer Elam, talking about just overall, uh, you know, play in the game and injuries as well before the break. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Ken Dorsey. I know we've talked about it before the show started, just by ourselves. Um, but I just wanted to, like, I guess get a gauge on. I I know what you're gonna say, but I want I want I wanted to go out on the air. So I love him. Yeah, Are you gonna it, send him a Valentine's Day card. Yeah, mm-hmm. send him a chocolate rose. Yeah, or I don't know. It's just to me, we have a 27 year old superstar at quarterback, right? And I personally, this might just be me. Okay, my my opinions are my own. My takes might be hot, but this is <laughs> this is just me. I think Dable put Allen on the pedestal, right? I think he exposed the that dog in him, right, all the time whenever they played. And he knew Allen inside and out, so that might go into last night's game too, but that's besides the point. I don't think Dorsey is doing that. I feel like he's pulling Allen down a little bit just from – how Allen looked under the Dable offensive regime versus under this Dorsey current Dorsey offensive regime as of right now. Evan, what do you think? 
Yeah, so I'm going to be the first one to say I don't think there's a complete drop-off um, in the overall offensive performance between the Bills, between Dorsey and Dable, but I think the thing that many people highlight um, comparing Dorsey and Dable is just the consistency process, right? You know, the Bills are going to be a, a top, a top, um, you know, three scoring offense every single season, whether that's with Dorsey or Dable or even myself calling the plays. I feel like it's always going to be a top three to five offense, if not number one, just because of who you have at quarterback in 17. But I think the big thing here is the consistency. But before we get to that, I think something that you I want to give my highlight to in Dorsey that many people might not is um, the efficiency in running the football and how consistent the running game has been this year with the Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, with the likes of James Cook and Latavius Murray and Damian Harris, you know, as soon as he gets back in the lineup, you know, hopefully hopefully that he heals, though he heals really soon. Um, but the thing with that is the Bills have done really good out of the 12 personnel look, the 12 mm-hmm. personnel package, and Josh has done right. really well under center throwing out of 12 personnel. The running game has looked really good out of 12 personnel, whether that, again, has been with the acquisitions brought into Murray and Harris and obviously the emergence of James Cook. Um, only so much of that is going to be success to Dorsey, but I think you have to give him his flowers for you know help propping up this run game. And a lot of that is due to the running backs we brought in, the new look formation that we're doing, but a lot of that does go to Dorsey, and obviously, you know, the drafting of Torrance, bringing in McGovern, improvement play from from Brown and, and Dawkins, and obviously the consistent steady Morrison center, but I would say the running game has looked a lot better this year under Dorsey than it really did ever with Dable. Yeah. Um, but the only thing is just the lack in stalls with Dorsey. I, I feel like there's been too many times with the Buffalo Bills offense where we've seen these lulls and we've seen these pauses of – non-consistent scoring. I feel like with, with Dayball, you were getting consistent scoring, whether, you know, if it was a 20-point game, it was a 20-point consistent scoring game. I, it's not this these random, you know, spurts in, in quarters where we're going to put up 14 random points, even yeah. though we put up zero for the first three. Yeah. But that's what we've seen out of Dorsey this year. It's, you know, obviously we had a really tough start in week one, and, you know, a lot of that is going to be thrown on Josh Allen, and rightfully so. But the last two games, and whether you want to just talk about the travel issues that the Bills had or everything, the playing surface, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the product that was on the field is what people are going to talk about. And the Bills stalled. They didn't really score a ton of points until the end of the fourth quarter against the Jaguars. Right. And that was the same to be said against the New York Giants. The Bills didn't score until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They put up 14 points in the fourth quarter, and that might that might sound good. And it is good that they did that, but overall, when you're playing a four-quarter game of football, yeah. you don't want your offense only playing one quarter. You yeah, want you your want offense rolling for only. three. Yeah. Um, you want your offense rolling for three plus the one at the end. That's four. So that's just my little issue with Dorsey. It's just the consistency things. And also, scheming up plays for players. Like I feel like when you're, when you're talking about some of the top offensive coordinators around the league, and people want to say Dorsey is one of the top offensive coordinators around the league just because statistical – the, the top offensive minds in the league, whether that's the Shanahan's, the LaFleur's, the, you know, Mike McDaniel's, Andy Reid's, they scheme open plays for their players. Mm-hmm. They get their guys to football, their skill positional players to football. Where's that with Knox? You don't Hardy, see a lot of it. Yeah. Sherfield, where's that with Cook? Like, we have not Kincaid even when he's in the lineup. 
we haven't seen too much of that with Dorsey, and I, I don't think there's a creative element in Dorsey's game. Right, and, I, you know, you kind of could get on Dable on that sometimes, right? Like, oh, he got a little too cute on that one, right? Like, tried tried a little too hard. Um, but at times, it's just kind of like, you know, you, you'll want to see something like that out of Dorsey, and unfortunately, um, you haven't been. So it's just, um, <laughs> and Frank the Tank is joining us as as we speak. But yeah, I, I to your point, consistency is key, and it has not been consistent. And like you said, get the skill players open, make some interesting plays. Uh, Josh Allen, John Brown was throwing touchdowns to Josh Allen, if you remember. Uh, under Cole the Beasley was Cole throwing, was throwing Davis. touchdowns. Have we seen that? Not saying I want to see that necessarily, but have we seen plays like that, like tricky plays? Not fun? in a long time, and it's no. not. And it's not even it's necessarily not even just trick the, plays. The, the tricky plays. Yeah. But it, you know, there was two that I will give Dorsey credit for, but it's just I think doing this more throughout the entire game and not only picking one or two of them throughout the game to use them. Yeah. Because when you only have a couple of them, they may or may not work because it's such a limited Film. sample. Yeah. For the, you know. It's it's just so limited. Something can go wrong. But when you have more of them, there's more chance for success. Um, the one, obviously, to Deontay Hardy. Um, yeah. Running across the line of scrimmage, scrimmage behind the line, kind of like a little flip pass, and then he runs around on the bubble right back to the backfield, and then he's open as um, all the yeah. coverage goes right, and yeah. he's left wide open, just kind of walks into the end zone. You need more of that. And the second one was Stefan Diggs in the backfield, and it was third down, and he just goes out of the backfield. The, the the defense is off coverage. Just turns around, quick hitch, boom, right there. Yeah, like the, those are the plays. Like more of that. Just just quick, yeah. easy hitters. Whether that's the Dawson Knox, like I don't know. I I feel like we haven't really seen the screen game this year a ton. Just mm-hmm. like little things to get the balls and like the ball in your playmaker's hands. Like that's really like yeah the thing with me and Dorsey. I I'm 100 on board with that. And yeah, like you said, not necessarily just like trick plays. Yeah, because I mean trick plays. You know, I mean you're right. gonna you're gonna have trick plays. It's gonna happen from time to time. But like. Like and you t- said, to me, just like get them trick open. plays aren't necessarily creative. Mm-hmm. Like they're just trick plays. You it's need it's keep, a trick. You need to keep defenses on their toes. Okay, like that's where that's where this comes in. Is like, you know, oh, that's where the under center works so well, right? Because you know you have a running game this year, like you said, under Dorsey. So you are a dual threat offense at that point, and you have a third option where your quarterback could just roll out and run it himself. Um, yeah, and and there's a stat this year. It's uh, the Bills. It's um. Passing and rushing efficiency in 2023. Um, weeks one to six, downs one to four, quarters quarters all in win win probability um, in regulation. Uh, the top three teams in this statistical chart are the Bills, Niners, and Dolphins. Yeah. Well, the Dolphins' offense is high flying. They unfortunately yeah. don't have a defense. So. And in a lot of that is efficiencies. Like so, we'll say that the Bills have been an efficient passing offense this year. And the Bills have been an efficient rushing attack this year, but it's just meeting that consistency. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, like you said, you can't go three quarters without scoring a point. Like the the like last last night coming into the game, the Giants were the second worst defense against the run. Yeah, Bills were also favored by fifteen and a half points. So where yeah, where was the rushing attack? Mm-hmm. I mean, and when we were running the ball, we were averaging six yards a carry. Yeah, and I'm not saying just go out there and just run the football seven, eight, nine times in just, a row. Yeah, you're but not going to be felt, the New England I Patriots. I felt we waited too long to run the football, and when we started running the football, it was it took pressure off of Josh, mm-hmm. and the offense started moving. Like we mm-hmm. got, I'm pretty sure the drive that we started running the football, we scored a touchdown on. Mm-hmm. That was the Quentin Morris touchdown, I believe. No, that would have been the Hardy. Oh, Hardy touchdown. He was the first one. You're right. No, but uh, yeah. But I, just any in any sense. Dan, what do you think? 
I think in your sense that you're asking for more trick plays or in sense different things that trick, you haven't trick seen. Plays, trick plays was a misspeak. I meant, get, like Evan said, scheming your playmakers open. I think screen plays. plays to that point, those have never worked for the Bills at, at any time. Uh, so We've seen a couple work this season. Diggs wide receiver screen, he got a first down on like a third and eight. Yeah, they have but, worked. It's just you need to scheme them, unfortunately. Well, I don't think you want to use them all the time I because there's the chance you lose yards if you use them too much. You don't want to give too much tape out of them or else people are going to look at a formation and go, oh, okay, we know what's coming. So right, that's I, why gotta... I think there has to be a limit on different plays, and I think Dorsey's doing a good job of that. You don't show your whole hand six, six weeks into the season. You don't. Um, I, I think there's still more to come. I think this offense can have a different level to it. And I think Dorsey can get us there. I... Oh, breaking news. Hmm. Dan's got to drink Buffalo Pepsi. Completely forgot. Oh, oh boy. Oh, I, I'll drink it. Uh... Friday? No, oh, we won't. We won't. Evan and I won't be here Friday. Yeah, Wednesday. I'll drink it Friday. No, Wednesday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. Nope, I'll do Friday. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, but. We're bringing it Wednesday, so. Whatever. Uh,. So, sorry, that just popped into my head. Yeah, I just think Dorsey can get us to the second level. I just think Dable did more, in, in your words, trick plays. It's not true. Well, I well, hey, in your cute. Let me plays. just let me just make my point here. Your point's wrong because it's not what I was alluding to. Let we, me we just make my that. point here, Joe. You you always cut me off. I don't do that to you. I let you talk the whole time. Um. I, I really think that Dable had to design more plays and be more creative because the Bills were such a one-sided offense, a one-trick pony. Um, they didn't have a run offense. They didn't have that great of an offensive line. They had an okay offensive line, but it wasn't a run offensive line. It wasn't an offensive line you could be confident with. I think this is the first time that we've had an offensive line that you can be confident doing it whatever you want. And... I mean, yeah, maybe we could have switched to the run early, but it's better to do it late than never at all. So at least they realized that the second half, hey, let's switch to plan B. Let's see how it goes. And it worked. And about the thing about not scoring in three quarters, uh, they really go, were going to score in the third quarter. They just ran the clock down. So it, even though it is three quarters, you can make the point that it wasn't going to be three quarters. Uh, it, it really could have just been a half. Uh, so that point is a little bit overblown in my mind just because of where they were when they scored the first touchdown. Um, I, I really think we've seen Dorsey improve. We've seen Dorsey do better than he did last year. That the offense looks great. It looks a little bit different. It looks like they're expanding. Maybe you would have liked a little bit more differentiation in your pass catchers last night, but that doesn't always go your way. Sometimes you just have to go Stephon Diggs and have him make a play because that, in my mind, that's what Dable did wrong. Dable, at one point during the game, just would completely eliminate Diggs from the playbook. I don't know what it was. Uh, with him and Diggs, if it was just a, a scheming thing, or it was... wait, or in the in the game last night? No, he's talking. No, when I'm he talking was the about Dable. Coordinator. Oh, uh, I'm talking about Dable. That sometimes Dable just, you know, whether it was Diggs not getting open or Dable wanting it to throw to different people, 
Um, well, I don't know if it necessarily would feel like it, it did feel like would, Diggs was uh, eliminated from the. Offense. I mean, well, I mean, under Dable, Diggs had the most receptions of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, also, right, but most I'm, receptions I'm not in Bills the history. Whole time. I'm just saying there was also. Quarter. I would say there were more weapons to throw the football to wide receiver wise. Like then. one season, yeah, one season we had. Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, who was an all pro on the second team that mm-hmm. yeah, year in twenty one, by the way. Yep. Emmanuel John Sanders. Brown. Or well also what year with John Brown and Gabe Davis. And another year was Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, and Davis. And mm-hmm. Knox as well. We'll, we'll include Knox. Yeah, because he kind of broke out as a pass catcher that year as well. Yeah, about ten touchdowns, nine, ten touchdowns. Yeah, you know, and that's another big thing. And even too. Devin Singletary would catch the ball out of the backfield. Right, before he started dropping it. Um I listen like it's hot. <laughs> uh, I the thing that kills me with Dorsey is you're paying Dawson Knox all this top tight end money, right? And people are going after Dawson Knox. Yeah, did he drop that last night? Sure. Okay. It was also a low throw, whatever. I'm not going to dwell on that one catch or miscatch. How about you like you said scheme him? Use him as a receiving tight end. And there was Use a couple, Kincaid. It's was, just like, I don't get There a couple of times we, we, we saw that last night um, with Dorsey. There's a couple, uh, I'm not going to say I know the entire concept of what the, the offensive play was, but Josh Allen runs some play fake, and then you'd have Dawson Knox kind of just creeping out, mm-hmm. whether that was just from a, a simple drag route, getting him open space underneath, then him working to the second level, getting to the third level afterwards. We saw that a couple of times, but it was, again, it was late in the game when the offense was rolling. Like We didn't yeah. see it. Early in the game, and, and that's something is like I feel like this is the consistent play calling with Dorsey. Yeah, just get it off the ground right away. I think the thing with Knox is that you know he did he does do great. I'm not knocking anything on Knox. I think he is a great tight end. But the thing is, is that the Bills trust him to block. They don't trust Kincaid to block. They Kincaid don't trust Quinn Morris though. to block. So the thing is, is that, yes, I understand maybe we do want to see more of Knox and design more plays for Knox. But you can also say that he is a great pass blocker, and sometimes we just need that extra guy back there. Or he pulls off, and he's able to make his own play. Maybe it's not the gains. Maybe it's not the touchdowns like we want. Kincaid has blocked. Hmm? He's part of the reason Spencer Brown had such a good game against Max Crosby, if you watch the film. Right. He's blocking right. on the right side. and act But like- you don't see Kincaid and Morris doing that. I just think there's more trust for Knox to do something. I think, it, that was yes, Kincaid if we are it. paying for him a lot of money, it is kind of a waste. But he's still productive in his own way. He's still getting a couple of receptions for a game. I'm not expecting our tight end almost like every other week to get – 10 targets, 9 targets, and catch 6 of them. I'm not expecting that. He's at least getting 3 receptions a game. I, I, I'm I'm happy with his uh, production. I'm happy with how they're using him. I think the only thing you could probably argue about the tight ends is that they could start using Kincaid more or start trusting Kincaid more and catching the ball or making a new route. I Because I think he's the way you want to go now. I think Knox time as... The big number one tight end has come to an end, and we have to start, you know, learning how this is going to be a committee, how this is going to be a two tight end set, how, you know, Knox isn't just going to have the same production like he did a year or two ago. 
um, no matter how much we want to see that. Well, I mean, I Kincaid was blocking Max Crosby. That was that was my point there. I I truthfully, you need to have two tight ends, like you said. Yeah, Knox might not get the same production, but in games like this where you don't have Kincaid and you have him and Quinton Morris, in all seriousness, he should have been utilized, schemed a little more, in my opinion. I, I don't know. It's just you're relying on Diggs, and yeah, while Diggs is your primary playmaker, and there's no question about that, um, Davis was quiet. Yeah, he had that fumble, so maybe they schemed him out or whatever. But um, I don't know. It, it was just kind of it's kind of frustrating not to uh, to always just you know be like, oh, we're gonna force it force it to Diggs for a first down on third and eight. You know what I mean? Like it, that's just kind of how it is, unfortunately. It, and the thing is with Knox, he's on pace to have a very respectable season according to his numbers. Um, if you do. 16 times three. I mean, I know we're minusing a game or two there. Um, you know, you never know injuries and bye week. Uh, but if you do, he has 14 receptions right now. He would end up with 42, around 42. Uh, give or take, you know, certain games that he explodes, certain games that he might get more injuries, buys, uh, like I said. But comparing to the rest of his numbers, in 2021, his best season, he only got 49 targets. Last season, he only got 48 targets. So he's still being used. It's just not as big production. It's just not. And that's just the change that I think Bills fans and people and media have just got to learn. It's not going to be the same anymore. It's going to be different. They should restructure his contract then because we're just wasting valuable cap space with that at this point. If that's really what it's going to be, then you need to restructure that because now you're – like you said, if you wanted to go for a cornerback earlier in the show, you're strapped for money, and you're paying Dawson Knox to be the top receiving tight end on the team, and he's not going to be that. So you need to restructure that if you want to you know, survive cap and just do what you need to do. You know what I mean? Like You can't just – that's dead you know, cap I really there. feel like Knox is not a direct comparison, but it's in somewhat comparison or what I – feel like he's used as as George Kittle George Kittle doesn't always have the big explosive games but when he does he produces when because his big production game that just happened last week he only had three catches for 60 some yards but three touchdowns right well that's so the that's thing what we're is, not is seeing that, from Knox though it, but he's still one of the highest paid tight ends so he's being high Knox is being paid what he is worth because he is doing his job. And he's doing his job well. Yes, he's not on the next level, and he's not being paid like he's on the next level. But he's up there with the guys who are doing their job, who know what to do, and understand that, hey, we're not going to get the most explosive games all the time. Sometimes our game is just going to be blocking. We, we you just can't. Right, I'm not. I'm not saying anything against that. Like I understand that completely. All I'm saying is. Right, you're saying to restructure the contract. Yeah, because but if I you're can make an argument that, why they shouldn't. He hasn't had a game like George Kittle's yeah. biggest game. It's and, only been six games. Right, and George Kittle's had a three touchdown performance, and that, he would deserve it's that. It's only pay. been six games, Dan. He's. It's he, only been six last, games. Joe. Last year, Joe, you too, can't say. Dan, oh, he hasn't last, had it. Last yeah, year, it was the same time. story. Why wasn't Knox being utilized? It's the same conversation we were having last year at the end of the season. 
So you, you need to restructure. 2020, you could argue that. No, 2020 and 2021, he had a great season. That's where he was plucking 2020, balls. he did not. No. He was coming off of Dawson drops the year before, and he showed a better production. He was injured most of the time. He was making progress. He was injured When most he was of the time. not injured, he was making progress. He was injured. 2021. Joe, he was injured. 2021. I'm at the right now. 2021, he had his breakout season, okay? Then last season, with Dable moving out, you lose all that production. No, you did not. Okay. It's not it was not the same. 2021 to 2022. 2021. 587 yards, nine touchdowns. When did the contract come in? 2022. 517 yards, six touchdowns. It's a little dip. It is not that much of a level difference. All I'm saying is 2021, he wasn't being paid to do that. Now you're paying him to do that, and he's not on track to repeat. That's all I'm saying. And now, like you said, we don't have cornerback depth. We're waste depth. We're wasting money on a tight end who now is tight end, technically number two. If you're going to make Kincaid your number one receiving tight end, it's just that that contract does not look good right now. That's all I'm saying. Because if you're going to have Kincaid take when he comes back, take the majority of the offensive passing snaps for tight ends, then wh- why are you why are you paying Knox to do that? That makes no sense. They need to restructure so, if that's how it's going to be. Knox's contract, if I can find it up real he- quick here, was four years, $52 million. So he gets an average of $13 million a year. But in, let's see, last year he was only being paid 965 So 1000 So... I believe he was still on his rookie deal. This is his first year on the deal. And this year, he's only getting paid 1.9 because Bean is smart and Bean backloads all the contracts. And there's also a potential out for Knox and the Bills at 2025. So Bean is smart. Bean has plans. Bean knows what he's doing. He may have to restructure the contract, but it may not matter because who knows if Kincaid can just explode and take the job away from Knox. Right, but the thing is... We just haven't seen that. No, you haven't seen that. They're not giving him opportunities. Dorsey's not scheming him in. That's the problem. Well, it could be also that Kincaid just hasn't had enough time yet. And Kincaid's also hurt. Knox is playing through the injury. I mean, I can't really stop a concussion. I mean, I understand. Well, that's that's also the NFL concussion the NFL. protocol holding him hostage at that point. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what's happening. But I feel like there could be a not enough level of trust with Josh and Kincaid. I could also feel that Kincaid, you know, he looked great in preseason. I think a lot of people were excited in preseason. But, you know, that's usually against either backups or – you know, sometimes you get the number ones, but it's not that long. Right, but it's not that good of a serving. Kincaid in the games he's played in has any pass that's been thrown at him. I want to say he's caught, maybe dropped a couple maximum. That if that's not trust, I don't know what is. He, you know, in the the preseason training camp, it was Allen to Kincaid all training camp, building that chemistry. This is, in my opinion, and Frank, I don't know, Frank's over there too. Um, it's just, yeah, I think, Frank's alive. I think this is just, it's a scheming issue where he's not being written into the play calling yeah. very well. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. And, like, I don't know, you're an outsider looking in with the Bills, right? The Bucks had a rough day yesterday, and I'm sorry about that. It's fine. I really am. And the creepsicle <laughs> return, I apologize. But 
knowing what you know about the Bills, and did you watch the game last night? I watched. Did you watch the quarters where they didn't score? I watched the beginning of the second, mm-hmm. some of the first, and then I clocked in back when they were like 15 plays in in the third quarter okay. on that drive. So just knowing what you know about the Bills and kind of seeing the game last night, do you think this is a Dorsey scheming problem with the offense not scoring for three quarters and kind of the inconsistencies, or is it just, you know, they've just been off to a slow start in general? It feels like a scheming issue, but I don't think – sorry. No, your I'm, voice is shot. What's going on over there? Uh, don't have COVID. Just want to – I've taken okay. three right. PCR tests at Weigel. <laughs> Weigel said it's not bronchitis. Okay. It's not – So we're just – it could pneumonia. be just laryngitis. You could just lost your voice. They said I'm just sick and coughing. Okay. Well, well not you don't want to talk, just so let far. us know. You know, you can just mime through the window. No, I'm here. <laughs> we'll fight through it. Fight through. Battle through. But no, but – I think the big issue was the run game for the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. Where was it? Because you have James Cook, who was, for the first season, he's proved himself. Mm-hmm. He's been the starter for a reason, and he's put up a tremendous games so far. Mm-hmm. They started Latavius Murray last night, technically. Yeah. They had him in on the first play. And so I think not establishing the run game early, mm-hmm. which the Giants did with Saquon, and that was a big problem for the Bills, mm-hmm. especially heading in towards that fourth quarter. Which would they couldn't been... stop it. No. Mm-hmm. They were just chunking away at the field, killing time. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Even though their time management needs to be... Yeah, yikes. Needs to be assessed. <laughs> but, um, um, no, I think it was just a scheming issue. Yeah. And I don't know. That's where the inconsistencies with Dorsey's be- Dorsey becomes annoying in some cases. But he's had good games. The Miami game, um, beautifully played, beautifully called, everything. Like, 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys talked about it, but that defense was sloppy on Bill's penalties. Defense? Or Bill's defense was? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Terrell Bernard had two, what, penalties in, like, yeah. like the he, last he two games? Even though the one, I think, on Waller in the end zone, if he doesn't do what he does, Waller scores in that game. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, because that game, game plan ends on a defensive penalty, so that was good on him for even attempting to hold the jersey, right? Because they would have to replay it. Well, anyway. no, he's straight up like behemoth tackle. Oh, no, I, you're talking Bernard. I thought you meant the final play of the game. No, I meant the play before. No, okay, yeah. so that gave them an untimed down, but you can understand just keeping them out of the end zone. No, yeah, the game absolutely. Can't end, you know what I mean? But it so. wasn't even like that. It, was, it felt like it was a lot of just weird penalties that, like, yeah, just shit. backing them up. And sure. it was like, you had, like, no reason to. Like, yes, obviously, you're trying to, like, but there was a pass interference call. I don't remember. I think it was in the third quarter, beginning of fourth. And it was like, you like, it wasn't necessary. Like, there was a lot of unnecessary penalties taken from the Bills' defense. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's just, at the end of the day, that's what ended up happening. But we're going to take a quick step aside here. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be... Talking maybe a little bit more bills, if you want to call in and let us know what you think, 716-878-5104 is the phone number. So, um, you know, just let us know if, what you think after that loss. But we'll be back with more of the Blitz on WBNY right after this. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY. Talking some Bills. Going to talk some Sabres pretty soon here after a kind of a lackluster start to their 82-game season. 0-2 as of right now. No ties. No OT wins. 
<laughs> but right now, we have a caller on the line. Fred in Kenmore. You're on the air. What would you like to talk about? Uh, the Bills defense, just before you're done talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you, you, you guys are not old enough to, not your fault, of course, you're not <laughs> old enough to remember when the Buffalo Bills, uh, the Buffalo Bills at one time uh, would not interfere in the end zone, to, you know, at the end of the game and would somehow allow that catch. That, uh, I can remember probably three different games where they lost uh, uh, because they didn't interfere and give the, the other team a zero-time uh, play at the end. So uh, bottom line is that was a no-lose situation that he grabbed his jersey last night, even though it was holding and we you know, uh, can sympathize with the Giants. The second thing is 13 seconds uh, three years ago or two years ago or whenever that was, um, a better coach team at that time, and I won't say much about the defensive coach at that time, but a better coach team would have been tackling guys at the line and not letting them go out for pass uh, routes uh, with the same mentality that you can let the game get down to zero seconds at some point in time and then play defense. And, they, the other, you know, obviously Kansas City was at their own 30 or wherever they started from. So, uh, so there's been uh you guys can't you know see the improvement over the years but there is uh better coaching that's happening right now uh on defense even if uh you know even if we have some weaknesses right now that the other teams are going to try to exploit and my last point is they're not defending that out pattern that floated ball out pattern towards the sideline uh very well at all you guys may have covered that i was listening intermittently in the last half an hour but that out pattern, God, they're just letting it the ball fall into the position. It's a well thrown ball, but they're they're I wish there was somebody on the sideline that could be running along with the play and yelling ball so that <laughs> the defender would know that the ball is on the way because there's there is some time there that they could actually defend that better instead of not looking back. All right, I'll take the your comments off the air. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Um yeah. yeah, thanks, Fred. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, the 13 seconds thing, that is a great point, that they could have just continued to take defensive penalties at the line of scrimmage yeah, just and just like... run the clock down. You know, it's it's something you're right. I mean, us being in our very early 20s at this point, you know, it's it's just – we we it's I feel like it's different for us at the end of the day, right? Like, we, have an ex- we know about the four Super Bowls – Right? Oh yeah, that but was like never... the first heartbreak that yeah. I think we've ever experienced. But we've never even like experienced it. Do you know what I'm saying? Until that point, no, no. Um, yeah, like I... that, that's just what it is. At the end of the day, you know, the floating ball—that's a great point as well. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the... I wish someone could be yelling "ball, ball" on the sideline. You know, like, that's fantastic. Like, I, I wish we could do what uh, Seattle did that one time—the <laughs> famous. Uh, interception where some guy just runs on from the sideline yeah. who's not supposed to be in on the play because right. he's on the sideline. I mean, you wish that could happen um, all the time, but the thing is is that it has to just be such a well-thrown ball. Yeah. And it's just it, – it's not super hard to defend, I don't think, if you're there. I mean, we saw it with Benford on Shepard. Yeah. On, and that was the same exact route. Right. I just think on a lot of those routes, and, you know, I looked at those plays a couple of times of just like, you know, they showed the replay and everything. And 
it looked like when it was Elam or when it was Benford, it just seemed like they couldn't, they somehow tripped up on themselves. The Bills were tripping it, all over the field. Right, yeah. It's just they didn't have their feet right in yeah. some way. Maybe it was way the rain. That they couldn't get the grip on the field. I, I don't Something understand. was weird. I I think this is going to be a one-time thing where that happens a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a small sample size I in just one think game. It was just just a couple of those, like, I just don't have form and I'm already a step behind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I saw Benford and he looks like he's swimming like Michael Phelps. Yeah, he's got like, the arms running flailing. After him, running after Shepard. And I'm like, okay, he's just, you know, he's both trying of them his best out couldn't there, but... find their footing. And um, I, I mean, the toughest position, you know, everybody says, and I think I agree with, uh, is cornerback is the toughest position to play. Right. I would um, agree with that. You're yeah. moving backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is hard to run backwards. I yeah. mean, trust me. I think we've all done it in and some you're way, reactively playing. And you're like, Jesus, I move slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're reacting, too. Right. You're not thinking proactively about where you're going. You're following another dude. So, like, it's it's ten times so more difficult. I, I think no matter how many times, you, maybe it was just really pinpoint on this game, but I haven't seen it much else happening in other games. So I, I'm just taking this as th- that was just hard and it's a one-time thing. Right. It shouldn't be a problem in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be the, the turf. You know, I, I mean, the Bills still use the turf field for the next two years uh, until 2026. Yes. So, so that'll be nice, actually, to get a grass field around here, uh, I it, think. It could be that the turf is not working with them. I mean, that happens sometimes where – that's a difference between grass is that, you know, players aren't able to dig their feet in as well on turf. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm just going to take it back to like Fred was mentioning the defensive, you know, thought to, Oh, I'm going to grab him. You know what I mean? That is, that is true. A lot of teams don't do that. If you'll notice. They don't really see that as an option. Hey, let's get the untimed down, but let's keep them out of the end zone. Let's keep this thing alive, you know? Because you're right. The more you keep them out there and the more plays you have to do, right? As long as they don't catch the ball and they can decline the penalty, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And how exhausted would that offense get if they keep having to run routes out there with these defensive penalties? You know what I mean? Like, there is a whole tactic to it. Would it be considered a, like... Dirty cheating, like you know what I mean. Like, would someone come back? You think and say, "Oh, what a what a dirty team taking all these penalties just to win the game." You know what I mean? I don't, like, I, no, because I it's I a rather, strat, right? Like, I'd rather have a chance with no time left at the one. Yeah, as we saw, the Bills could very well take care of. Well, here's my question: um, You have Saquon Barkley. Yeah, why didn't you line him up in the quarterback position and do a tush push? If you were the Giants. In all you, seriousness. I, I was really shocked that the Giants did not utilize more of Tyrod's yeah, running yes. ability. He's speedy. I think they could have done more They could have reads, yeah. read options. Um Instead I, the, I mean maybe that's just because Tyrod's thirty four and he's lost a step. But also I, mean, I don't that's know, always an option. Every time Vaughn brought pressure, I felt like Tyrod was he moved. Right. He was moving away from I mean, it. even he got away from Rousseau on yeah. that one, on the read option. It looked like Tyrod when he played in Buffalo still. I'm going to be honest with right. you. Those so, beautifully thrown deep balls. I'm like, what, where did that come? He lost all his confidence doing that. He's still a great quarterback. Yeah. He's just been screwed with 
Yeah. Untimely. Because they just got injuries. He got or, his lung punctured or, yeah. by yeah, the, the lung medical staff. By the doctor. Yeah. And then Herbert, of course, com- becomes the team's starter because he goes in and well, remember, shows Tyrod out. Tyrod has that big curse against him. Baker Mayfield when he got traded yep. to Cleveland. Yep. Then Justin Herbert. Whenever there's a rookie QB, General Fields <laughs> yeah. or General Mills. David you know. or Daniel Jones, too. He got his contract with Tyrod. There. Well, Mills or uh, Jones is in <laughs> Mills. a... Uh, we're, we're confusing Daniel Jones and Davis Mills. Mills. That just shows you yeah. how bad Daniel Jones is. But. Uh, that's, uh, Daniel that's... Jones isn't a rookie, so the curse doesn't apply here. Oh, okay. That's something I wanted keep, to ask. Would you keep Daniel Jones? That's exactly what I wanted to ask. Okay. If Tyrod continues talking. to improve and <laughs> shows... No. That was this... the best offensive performance they put on all season. Yes. Even mm-hmm. though they came back and beat the Cardinals, the Cardinals. Even mm-hmm. though they're a decent team right now. Yeah, Dobbs is actually doing all right, but... Continue. If Tyrod was playing kind of lights out, obviously he didn't put it... in the end zone, but they were... The drives that they had were very efficient. They were efficient drives, and not putting it in the end zone is more of a tribute to the Bills' defense yes, than their right. offense. Because I would they, say. Were, they were, they were able right there. to do that misdirection, which I think they're missing with Daniel Jones. Because yeah. Daniel Jones can run; he has been a great runner. There's a reason why I drafted him in multiple leagues, right? Because well, because that's he how he got a lot of points last year. Yeah. yeah, and for some reason, it has disappeared. Mm-hmm. With Daniel Jones, maybe they're trying to stop it so there's no injury. But like, I don't care. I mean, Daniel jo- <laughs> Daniel Jones can rumble, bumble, and fumble all over he wants. I mean, the most famous play of Daniel Jones is the long run against yeah. uh, the oh, Eagles, he where he just yeah, trips yeah. over himself. <laughs> but also, um, if they if they transform into a pocket passer, that O line's not holding up for him. No, no. he's gonna. He has. That's to why run. he keeps getting and sacked. And they're trying to make Daniel a little bit more. Like a pocket passer. Like a Joe Burrow-esque. Um, they want to start using, like, Saquon's the one you have to worry Isn't about. is one of their offensive linemen? He said he was off the couch. Or was that I a, love yeah, Justin yeah. Pugh. Justin yeah. Pugh. Yeah. Off the couch. couch. In <laughs> Just so how much pressure did we get on Tyrod? Very little. Vaughn was... Vaughn was close a couple times. He was a couple well, times. Well, remember, Justin Pugh was originally asked to play... Wasn't he a rookie? He got drafted by the Giants? He got drafted by the Giants. Oh, okay. This is his... He uh, got an ACL injury in week oh. six of last year. So it was the end of his contract, so they let him go. Or they let him go with an injury settlement, one or the other. Um, I'd assume the injury settlement probably which Whichever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, uh, but he was asked to originally play center, then they, because he originally was a center. Then he said, oh, hey, can you move to guard and play like right guard, left guard? And he's like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then in the middle of the game, it's like, hey, can you go play uh, left tackle? Yeah. Like, huh? But he actually, like, successfully did. Yeah. You know what he I mean? Like, that's the craziest I, thing. I like, think Floyd still had his way with him. Oh, my but God. At certain, AJ Epinesa, At certain too. time, Epinesa kind of had that, like, first downer game. Well, I, he I was think. out the second half. I think he got a little. Was he? Yeah. I he don't didn't, know. He I didn't, didn't really play. That. So I think. Now, I've seen that a lot on Twitter. Like, where was Epinesa in the second half? He wasn't on the field. You know, it could just be that you wanted your closers out there, and that's right. Floyd but and Miller. So honestly, it's just, though, you're not going to see much of them. Epinesa's downer game still—he tallies a sack. Yeah. I know he still like, gets you know what I mean? yeah. Like what? Yeah, like he's actually like showing out this season. But I do not believe. I think when we did pr- preview for this game uh, on Friday, I think it's the like one 50s. thing that we, we went always high. pointed out. I, I know. I know really high on it. That was uh, what was it? Seventy-one. You said. You, I said fifty-six. Said I said sixty-nine. Yeah. I yeah said, you, <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. I said fifty-six because uh, it was multiple of seven. Right. We just yeah. <laughs> um, 
we did more of the numbers that were going to be making plays. No. Um, <laughs> but, oh, geez, you throw me off my rhythm. Sorry, I stood uh, up. No, I you're know, okay. You're up. okay. But it's when we were previewing this game, the one thing that we always mentioned is that Tyrod doesn't make mistakes. No. And that was like the most perfect thing for the Giants because Daniel Jones Makes is a turnover machine. Talk about a king of mistakes. That's what we're I looking think, at, unfortunately. I think, honestly, after this game, Tyrod impressed me so much because, remember, this is his first starting game since, since last year mm-hmm. in week six. Yeah. So He made his first start with the Bills. A year to the day, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played very well. He had almost complete control over the offense because they gave him option plays. So that means something Even though because the one you don't give line. a backup uh, quarterback option plays if you don't trust the backup quarterback. So, Isn't Dable familiar with him from the first year with the Bills? No. No? That was after. That was the year after. It was after. the year after. Okay. That was – 20 oh, – I'm forgetting. Who was the OC I don't want to remember. Because Dable That's... was, what, 18 to 21. 18, 18 to 21. Tyrod so was, what, 20 – 2017 is when the playoff drought was ended with Tyrod. Yeah. So – forget who that was i remember he was awful though he was that's we thought I nine and seven was a good year uh rick dennison <laughs> yes wow yes that's who it was yeah uh so <laughs> nine and seven and yeah. make it to the wild card are you kidding me uh, so <laughs> really i think it's now daniel jones how does it feel to share worried a name about with to take contact they're worried about him taking contact we know how not nice neck injuries are, well, a.k.a. last night Daniel, uh, Damian with Damian Harris. Harris. Yeah. And I I think you don't really have to rush Jones back. I, I no. think you can finally say, we're going to keep you on the bench until we feel comfortable. Right. Because now with Tyrod proving that he did well, and still they're not being too much tape on Tyrod because at some point Tyrod will probably get blown up. He'll get figured out. They'll go mm-hmm. back to Daniel Jones. That's just the league we're in. Um, unless it, he just... I mean, unless if he unless just falls a, out. Unless it, what if it's a Nick Foles situation? Yeah, yeah. it could be. You know be. what I mean? Like, we have no idea. Be. But it's the It's the IC, he, NFC East. Yeah, he seems to, honestly, though, like... Those deep balls with perfect pinpoint accuracy, Dan. And you just didn't expect that. No, and he lost that in Buffalo. He lost that confidence. Right. He hasn't done that since he played on the Bills. No, I, I think they finally had enough of like, hey, I, I want to prove I'm good. This is maybe the one last chance I'm going to get in my career. Yeah. Until I'm like. You know how. 100% a backup quarterback. I mean, he's already been leaning, but that's just because of the injuries. I mean, look at this, though. How horrible does this look for the Bills, okay? Just let me lay this out for you. Mm -hmm. Tyrod Taylor gets the team to the playoffs. Granted, did not win the game. Ended up getting knocked out unconscious on the field by the Jags. Nathan Peterman comes in, almost throws a pick in that game, whatever. Season over. We then draft Josh Allen, right? Mm -hmm. Why do we keep Nathan Peterman and let Tyrod walk? Why? So... Why? Uh, and, I, I, and pick I really up AJ like this discussion because uh, I did Sports Talk Saturday. Yeah, were they talking about that? And since it was Tyrod, we did talk about the drought years. We didn't talk specifically on, you know, why did we keep Pyramid over Tyrod. But the argument can be made that Nathan Peterman created this whole Bills system <sighs> where we are right now. Nathan Peterman 
whether you like him or no, not, no. may have been the savior. Yeah, because of he played Bills so franchise. bad in the first how, game. I mean, <laughs> how crazy to think about that is. Well, you're I, right. I mean, because it was so funny. I got a caller who uh, said, like, because of Nathan Pierman's disastrous performance against the Chargers and allowing Tyrod to come back in to regain Tyrod to regain his confidence. Oh. That was the reason we were able to make the playoffs. Because Tyrod was able to come in and then He's got that's the chip why, on his shoulder like I'm the guy. Right. Like I'm yeah. the guy now. Yeah. Um like this is all on There's me. no second option. Yeah. So in all honesty. Thank you, Nathan, Nathan Peterman. Peterman for, thank you very much yeah, for, for sucking. Throwing five I, I interceptions mean, in your first start. Yeah, I, thank I, you. I, no, but like but do you understand to, my question? Keep, like I why? think the main reason you keep Peterman over Tyrod. But start Peterman? Like who's idea Well, remember was that? it was also McCarron was there, right? But why AJ would McCarron? But then McCarron got all, oh, I'm not being a backup. I don't want to help this young rookie QB to develop. And I then, have, they, I then they I, just said, screw you, bye bye. I think I gave that card to someone for Christmas last year. <laughs> what one did I give you? Uh oh, jeez, this is before remember. before you came along. Yeah, Frank. it was Christmas. I, cards, I gave obscure so um obscure bills. Jones? Yes, I did give you Zay Jones. Okay, I gave. Jones. I think I gave Evan. Or, it's either Evan or Tanner. I, I think I gave Tanner. AJ McCarron. It's him in a Bengals jersey, but with a bill on a right, Bills with card. The bills. Yeah, so it's gross. But like, I was like, I just I bought Josh Allen's rookie year pack like years ago. Yeah. I'm like, this could be worth some money. Kel, I gave I gave Evan Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, that's what, that's who I gave, <laughs> that's who I gave Evan when we tried to be Carolina. I'm Panthers ready for your cards this year. I'm so are you? ready. Are you uh, ready? Obscure I'm football. Are you ready, not. Frank? I'm ready. Okay. All right, I'll I'll start getting some good ones. We might have I might to just look do for a like Tampa one. I was gonna say hats. I'm gonna get some random things. Or I'll give yeah. you. You know what? It'll be Baker Mayfield in a Rams jersey on a Tampa oh Bay god. Bucks card. That's oh. what it'll be. Oh my god! I'll look for that. I'll try and find it. Okay. There I probably promise. is printing of that. Yeah, somewhere. Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't know what amount of money I'll have to pay for it, but it's got it's got to be out there somewhere. But listen, if I if you could do it all over again, and I know hindsight's twenty twenty. Okay. With the Bills. Ending where they were, Tyrod, right? Like we were talking earlier, you could sit the quarterback, mm-hmm. right? The young quarterback to start. Right. Tyrod just got your team to the playoffs, okay? And he's shown the confidence in the deep ball, the scrambling, what Josh Allen would eventually perfect and do 10 times better, right? right. So here's my why question. Wouldn't you want to keep why him wouldn't to help develop? Why wouldn't you keep him for Josh to sit behind for a f- maybe even five games? I Dan. think the only reason, and there's two reasons to this, A, McDermott and Bean wanted their own guy. They wanted to that's, move along. That's how all but they head kept coaching Peterman, GMs though. are. It, that wasn't their guy. That's backup though. Like you don't really have to worry about your backup once you think about it. Yeah. Um, I guess I just feel bad for Tyrod. He kinda got the poop and, end of the stick. And I know? don't even think it was trying to move on from Tyrod. I can also think that Tyrod maybe didn't ask for a trade. But knew his time well, as a starter was over and yeah. wanted to get another chance somewhere else. And the best place at the time that did not have a backup the quarterback Browns. was Cleveland because they just drafted Baker Mayfield. You know, in the sense we had three backup quarterbacks on the roster Tyrod, AJ McCarron, and Nathan Pierce. Mm-hmm. So you could just argue that at one point they're just going to, one of them's going to do well for a couple of weeks and then we'll throw in Josh. But, um, I think Tyrod going to Cleveland was probably the best option. It, it was uh, – I just think it worked out for both sides. I think it was good that the Bills could get an honest return for it. Um, 
Because really what you want to do when their guys are on a high I, at, at any point is if you're not going to keep them, sell them for a draft pick. And remember, they got a fourth rounder out of Tyrod. So I don't remember what the fourth rounder became, uh, but I don't know if I remember. In the end, it could have become. I, I, I mean, yeah, it, I, it I does get it. help you. Right? Like, sense. I understand it. I do. But hindsight, I mean, the way Tyrod still played as a backup from that point, and even last night, he's 34, like you said, you know, and he's moving the way he was. He could have, he being the backup for Allen, it imagine actually, right now. It actually, that pick, I believe, was either used to move up for. Um, either Cody Ford. Oh boy, could have been Cody Ford. Yikes! If that's the case, then what? Uh, <laughs> that isn't all good. Right. But yeah. it could have been either Singletary or Yikes. Knox as well. Well, Knox, I'd be okay with Singletary or Cody Singletary Ford. I'm was out. Okay, that's the reason he's on the Texans right now. Yeah, true. Anyway, we do happen to have a caller, first time caller, long time listener, Depot. How's it going, buddy? You stole my thunder. I was just about to say that. Be like. Hi guys, long time fan, first time caller. Yeah, I, uh, I, which call it? I, 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 when I prank call the station and when I'm when I'm at home, I, I tell Dan that in a goofy voice. Yeah, I got him in Studio B one time. You do your little, yeah, you just I stood still over there. He got me in studio. Yeah, I was. I, I, I could understand here. if it was at home, but that he was here ticks me off. Yeah. Oh, that's something I, I I will always have right there. But Evan, what did you what did you want to talk about? So, well, first off. Uh, the Tyrod trade was for a third-round pick, not a fourth. So even better. So, yeah, and I think that that was part of the the trade to get Edmonds, if memory serves me right, because okay. they used, I believe, obviously 12, and I believe both seconds to get Allen, and then they used their other first and the um, – and, and a third to get Edmonds. So I believe that his pick was for – that the trade for Tyrod was to get Tremaine Edmonds, if memory serves me right. Um, but anyways, or – and even I think uh, it probably would have been Harrison Phillips because the only time the Bills had a, uh, a pick in uh, day, day two was for Harrison Phillips. Who actually panned out to be a pretty good pick for the time being. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's – the whole question of, I think, seeing Tyrod last night reawaken a lot of that um, for Buffalonians everywhere. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, what what if? It's one of those what if questions, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, could he have been a solid starter for a few weeks at least? Or, you know, maybe half the season and then you let Josh Allen run in. Would it? Would he have developed the same is the question. Like, I feel like, yeah, it was. it kind of sucks the way things ended up, right? Peterman just sucking in the first game like horribly and then even the first game the first half first half and then Allen having to go in and clean up the pieces I feel like that kind of showed who Allen was though he kind of put some things together granted it wasn't perfect but that was it, it those few first few games where he started when he hurtled in Minnesota yeah that's like mm-hmm. that's our guy you know what I mean and I don't know if we would have seen that with Tyrod starting over him so there's good and bad what do you what do you think Dan I think that actually the third, I believe, was used on Tremaine Edmonds to move up uh, instead of Josh. I think that's what you I, said, I, Depot. I said that. So good, good, good job. Uh, I just oh, wanted sorry. to double I didn't check it. You were, 
I didn't realize you were like complimenting me. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought you were like, no, I was just double was checking like, to make I, sure. No, great. Fine. Uh, but I, I definitely think if Tyrod stays on this team, you know, with Tyrod's luck, you can't really put like a definite picture of what could happen. But it, it, if it did happen, let's just say he stayed healthy and nothing bad happened to the man. We could have saw Josh Allen not even touch right. the field yeah. in the sense and take that one year, you know, learning period. Because the I think this has always been a Dable thing, but Dable's offense, I remember hearing that it's sometimes really complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, just once in a while, certain plays, certain no, designs. Yeah, yeah. And, they said that quite a bit, actually. Right, so it could have just been hey, like, we want you to get acclimated before we just throw you in there. I mean, remember, Allen didn't start a game until, what, week eight? Week six? Week six. Technically, yeah. Right? Josh? I'm, I'm forgetting Josh, yeah. When did he first He started start? week two. Yeah, week two. He started week yeah, two? Yeah, he started right after, um, right after Peterman just pooped in the first week. Peterman only started one game that season. Then it was Allen starting the rest. Okay. That makes then, sense. Then he became the – well, actually – he got a UCL injury that year, if I remember correctly, or was that the next I year? I don't know if it was a UCL, but I know it was a, a elbow injury on his throwing shoulder, and he got, you know, it was a, it was kind of a, like, I don't know if his elbow Barkley started that game, though. So that might have been the year and after. That was the Jets game I, he missed for that. Yeah, the Jets game he missed, and then Barkley, like. Barkley went off. Barkley went off, and a lot of like Jet fans were like, "Is like, is this the worst Jets team you've ever seen?" I don't know and about it was that. Pretty, it was, well, I know it was pretty funny because just hearing like people on, you know, that twenty eighteen season was ridiculed with just not only Peterman winning a preseason job, yeah. Um, then going out into the first game, wetting the bed, probably I don't even think he got past midfield that entire first half. No, didn't he throw a pick? Uh, probably. It's Nathan <laughs> Peterman. Come on. Dan, Dan is actually looking up the stats right now. So could have been could have been three. We have no idea. I think I've just erased that first half from my memory. I don't think Nathan Peterman played at all. What? Yeah, no, he did. In the Chargers game? The first game. Oh, oh in the I'm, first I'm game. I thought you meant Chargers. No, 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 Allen took no, the, the Chargers, Chargers game. Allen, yeah, Allen finished the whole game. Uh, that was the Ravens game. Yeah, oh, the geez. opening against, against the Ravens. Against Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is not we, – we let Joe Flacco get 236 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Peterman, 5 of 18, oh 24 God. yards and two interceptions. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 5 of 18. This is almost like uh, Russell Wilson numbers. Hey, Russell. Hey, Russell's been, <laughs> Russell's been just hey, fine. Hey, calm it down. Russell's cooking right hey, now. He, he, only had, he only had 97 on Okay, Thursday. but that's not his fault. Come on. I mean, it kind of is. No. He's, he's, he, okay, he's been making I'm actual. Sorry, I'm sorry. He's been making competent plays. I've been fine with him. He hasn't been cringy saying let's ride and all that stuff. Listen, he had more. He, the stats. Hang on. I'll pull this up real quick. He's been yeah. very. He's been on. No, he's, he's been, been quietly. He's been good sneakily season. good. Yeah. So here's numbers from la- this season so far. Mahomes will start. 
11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 95.7 passer rating. Defensive points per game for the Chiefs, second overall. Record, 5-1. and one. Okay? This might, this might be old. Touchdowns for the Broncos, for Russell Wilson, 12 to Mahomes, 11. Four interceptions to Mahomes, five interceptions. 99.0 passer rating to Mahomes, 95.7. Defensive points per game, they're 32nd. They're the worst in defensive points per game, and they're 1-5. Mahomes has the defensive points per game at second overall. So, and he's technically, you know, we're calling him a corny quarterback, a fraud, and Mahomes is the goat, right? Like, that's just what it is. Like, it's just, it, that's what we're dealing with. But let Russ cook, man. Right. He's cooking no, with he's gas been... this year. But it is funny, looking back at all these old games, oh God. it's funny. Do we want to just dedicate a whole Josh show Allen. to just looking at this? I, I mean, I, a deep I don't dive? think we need to. We got to do Sabres at some point. Uh, oh, no, I mean, like, I, entire, oh, like like, like oh, Wednesday yeah, or yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? But it's so funny to see, like, Josh Allen. Just progress? Not even progress. Just be, like, close to the rushing leader. Like, <laughs> with LaShawn McCoy there against the Chargers, he was only behind him by, let's see, it was seven yards. Hey, you show some respect to Shady. Yeah. Well, he's remember, he's out to bat for the Bills the every week. Career, so Shady's not the same. No. But... We're talking one carry difference between LaShawn RB1 and, and a quarterback. And seven mm-hmm. yards difference. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Well, that's all Allen did at the beginning of his career. But, I mean, he had the arm, probably, but. You also probably got to remember that that offensive line was putrid. And it was bad. Well, the offense so, was sometimes putrid. We had Calvin Benjamin with his T Rex arms barely even reaching for a, a catch. Well, so. you, and a pop. Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you could think, like, looking back at Josh Allen's first season, you could tell the offense, you know, it just took him a while to get used to calling the offense because you look at, let's see, the first uh, eight new? weeks and um, against Green Bay, the Bills scored zero. Did you against see that? Ten- yes, I saw it. Uh, <laughs> Against Tennessee, the Bills only scored 13, but they won the game. Against the Texans, they only scored 13. Against the Colts, they only scored five. How five? Five. Safety. Safety and <laughs> field goal. Uh, then against the Patriots, six. Against the Bears, nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't good. You know, and then Rizzi hit that second half of the season, 41 against the Jets, 24 against the Jaguars, 17 against the Dolphins, 23 against the Jets, 14 against the Lions. He uh, broke out halfway through the season. Right, uh, and they ended it with, like, the 42 against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So you could just tell, like, it, he we was were cooking. progressing and yeah. progressing and progressing. He was getting more comfortable. I don't think with Tyrod there, we do not see that mm-hmm. progression. No, yeah, right. Or it's delayed by a year, and he's going to be 28 and having the season. You know what I mean? Like, right, it's just like. Yeah. That's the problem with that, but, um, but but we don't know is that Taylor did not get him like, but when he was with the Bills, he was not in Dorsey's offense because not Dorsey Dable's offense because Dable came in Josh's rookie year because I don't remember who the old offensive. We just looked was. this up. Who was it? Do we remember? Uh, Rich Dennison. <laughs> Rich De- Dennison. Yeah. It's terrible. It was <laughs> Dennison. Bad. And, ah, thank you, and Frank. so, I mean, I think like that Antonio Brown's like, mugshot. Oh, okay. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's breaking news. <laughs> he was just arre- he was arrested today. 
I shouldn't be laughing about this, but oh my why? God. It's hilarious. Human being, you're laughing. No, it's just, I, I hear Frank. <laughs> I know. I hear Frank knock on the glass and just have his phone up to him. And it's just AB staring at me with his mugshot, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> if you heard me say, "Did you see this?" Like, <laughs> that's what I was referring to. But no, it's listen. The Bills are in a lot better spot. Wouldn't have had it any other way at this point. I'm gonna say that. Like, I feel like it's like the Rascal Flat song, right? God bless the broken road that led me straight to you, right? Like the broken road led us to where. We are a contender every season. They're scoring over 10 wins every season, right? Like, they're three-time AFC's division champions back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. That could continue, right? The Dolphins are a threat. They really are. But it, that's going to come down to the end of the season. Because the Dolphins are sure to drop a game. As I mentioned, Tua has not beaten a winning team in 395 days. So... They're bound to drop a game. I'm telling you that right now. Um, they're going to drop the next Bills game, too. I, that's, I'm changing my prediction that we're splitting. Absolutely. Did you hear that? I think I saw, uh, I don't know who it was. Well, here's this was my crazy stat that I found hilarious from yesterday. Uh, and I'm sure you guys probably already know this. That the Red Sox had outscored the Patriots. Yeah, in October. And in, in the month of October in the Red Sox only played one game, but the combined record that the Dolphins in their wins, I think it's like four and 22 or something like that. Yeah. Oh boy. Alrighty. Well, we're going to get into some Sabres, Evan. It's always a joy talking with you. You have to come into the studio soon. Yes. Uh, before I go and I know you're up against a break, I'm sorry. No, no, um, that's fine. Let me tell you, I did not think I was. I listened to the first part of your show. I did not think that Elam had that bad of a game. And I'm only so long, Wolf. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I can't I'm wait to talk to Sabers today. I'm used to this. <laughs> no, can't wait to hear about people saying Levi's not the answer. <laughs> Darlene's overpaid. Blah 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 blah. After only two games. But anyways, my other thing that I want to get to is I've kind of just like I've kind of given up on Dorsey because I'm not like trying to say he's a bad coach, but I feel like that like I heard this comparison that Dable was like a father figure to Allen and Dorsey's kind of like his buddy. Yeah. And... Hey, dare you to throw it 85 yards down the field and see what <laughs> happens. You know, let's our punt, buddy. Come on. Like that, that's what I get from from the Dorsey Allen relationship, you know? And hey, you I won't... triple dog dare you do it. You won't throw it 70 yards down the field and see what happens, you know? Like <laughs> Great. And the other thing is is that I just feel like that why are you not having him under center in play action? You have such a, you have a better running game, which is something that we've been waiting for for a while, is to have a solid running game to mix with the pass. If you run play action from under center, like you've seen it already, it's looked great. So that's like just been my big problem is why is Allen not under center? Because like I felt like I was watching a college offense where he's in the shotgun almost every play. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. We were talking about this last night at work. That was the majority of our conversation was, why are we yeah, ditching the under yeah. center play? Um, Dan stepped out for a minute. He, he got a phone call, but um, 
Yeah. Ah, yeah, I know. He can't he can't rebuttal what you're saying, unfortunately. But yeah, feel I mean, we'll have to get you back in studio one of these days and we can have a full show talking bills. Yeah, absolutely. And Sabres, I'm so. sure like as long as I'm not feeling like garbage and I'm not working, I will definitely come in because I always love your show. And, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Frank, that the creamsicles let you down. <laughs> we mentioned, we didn't dwell on that. We, we, did, we, we did haven't quick talked mention. about it. Yeah. <laughs> they did look good though. They did look good. We I'll, looked, I'll we looked hot. I like the old logo. I see. I'm torn. The new one's cool. But the old one's the old one. I like keeping the old one as With just the like a, like just like keeping it's like the standing it as like buffalo. Throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. All right, Evan. Like with uh, the goat head. Yes, the goat heads. Exactly. I want the reverse retro to be the slugs this year. I'm sick, but they're not doing reverse. Make retro. it a right. make it a black and red slug. No, no, yes, no, no. you do no. not combine. We that. don't get reverse retro anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm gonna make my own. Slugs yeah, need them. to be buried and never seen from again. I agree, but if everyone here loves this damn slug, listen. The Listen, only reason we don't need two goat heads. Gets a pass. The only reason why the slug gets a pass is because the Sabres were good when they wore those. They were. They were good. Wow. We don't need two goat heads. If they bring the reverse retro back, I'm sick. I'm sick of a white goat head. No. Black and red is for the goat heads. A away slug jersey, maybe all yellow. Let's make it gross. Like, come on. Let's let's stop it. Please. Come on. We don't need another turd burger. <laughs> oh God. Alrighty. Well, Evan, Talk you want to drop later. your you want to drop social medias before you dip off? Uh, sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Evan Depot Two. That's D I P O Two. Frank, still waiting for your uh, follow back. I'm just, oh. I'm just only. Wait, what did you? Only... Frank's got to follow him back on what? Twitter, Twitter. X. Oh, sh- come on. Also, plug the pod, man. Come on. Uh yeah. So my podcast, uh, uh, Depot Zen. You can, uh, I give props to Joe for helping me come up with the name and the logo. So, uh, anytime. Just, yeah. And so I'll probably be doing a podcast probably tomorrow. Um, find that on like Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. I think Google is another place you can get it. So it's definitely, uh, I've been enjoying doing my podcast. So, um, you know, I'll probably title this next one, A Win is a Win is a Win. That's basically how you kind of had to look at it. There a we go. A Win is a Win is a Win. All righty. Well, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon, and have a good rest of your week here. All right. Talk to you guys. Go Bills, and uh, I'll be listening to your Sabres conversation. Go Bills and go Sabres, you know. <laughs> All righty. Thank you, Evan. We always appreciate it. And now, f- fellas. Dan, I still have your mic off. Sorry, pal. Oh. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so, now... <laughs> You know what time it is. Come on, come on. Don't you miss when they used to come out to this song? Yes. Because that's now actually it's just what I would do. Now it's just a stupid goal horn. Yeah. Yeah, like come on. have fun with that. No. This is goofy. This is wild. You know what this is? This song is from. I have the background on if we just have a second it is the finale of a ballet where people danced around with swords so that's why it's called saber dance was that sarcastic over there no i just Florida panthers fan it's interesting yeah right isn't that crazy like they would show off showcase their talents with swords sabers so um you know what i'll let let it play out i like it we'll let it keep we'll let it rock okay so 
as uplifting as this song might be, the Sabres are 0-2 to start their season. How are those Panthers doing? 0-2, down right with us. Hold on. You have a button on your... Oh, my God. Florida Panthers. Yeah. 2.99, baby. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, it's not fun. No. Yeah. We've outplayed Minnesota and Winnipeg. Okay. And you've lost. That yeah. is true. 100% true. <laughs> the Sabres rolled over, opened their, their, showed their belly in the first game, 5-1. to one, Okay. Rangers stomped them. The second game, though, they showed a little more promise, kept it close. <laughs> We're playing competitive hockey. Um Granted, not how you want to start the season, but it's an 82-game season, okay? There are 80 games left. They dropped eight in November last year, and we're one game away from a playoff spot. So anything is possible. Anything can happen if you let it. But, Dan, the audience is also waiting to hear your analysis, and so am I. So, yeah. So hit it, buddy. Come on. We are a bunch of bums! (laughs) Yeah! Uh, No, not entirely. Uh, You're getting the crazy part of the song, too, for your take. I know, exactly. It works perfectly. (laughs) The defense sucks, and that is all, I, I think, mostly Don Granado's system leading it that way because uh, almost every year that I've watched Don Granado coach this team, the biggest liability has been the defense. And I think for the first time with Don Granado coaching, this is the most prominent and most well-put-together group of defensemen. And they just haven't done anything yet. I mean, Connor Clifton looks like last year's Owen Power, where it's like you just you scored on put yourself. it on his body, <laughs> and it's like he scores, but wrong team. Um, but Owen that, Power did do that last year. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, off the skate a couple times, oh, it bounced bunches in. of times. Yeah, off the back, but, off the leg, off the arm. Yeah, the... but look at how Power ended the season though, and how he started this one. So like at the same time, it's just kind of right. like you know it's growing pains, and I think as they play more games together, these defensive pairs right, are going to stick. They definitely can't get better, but I yeah. think it's always going to be a liability until right. They get well, and to especially that point. with the style of offense the Sabers play, right. it's that it's high flying, the pucks all over the place, like. You, it could easily be intercepted and taken for a breakaway. You right. know what I mean? That's just how it is. The young well, I core. I think the defense has done really well in situational stuff. I said that against the Rangers, too. That it does seem like when the Sabres get into that three-on-one, three-on-two, two-on-one, uh, it, it just seems like they're a different defense in the sense of, hey, we can actually stop this or somehow delay them. Um, so it's not all on the defense. I mean, it's just unlucky. Clifton got the own goal. And then you have the refs cheating it out again yeah. against the Islanders. I mean, last time we spent, like, what, an hour talking about how a leg propels forward? Yeah. And that is oh, certified as a kick? Dude, I, that was a legendary episode. That was a legendary episode. I remember that. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. We spent an hour on that. I think it was two. Frank, you, you may want to go half. back to listen to that one. Well, the, I think Frank, the, was Frank here for that? Kick. No, it was me, you, Tanner, and Evan. And then oh. Dave not from Ted's called in, or Dave not from GR, or whatever for what? it goes as. For the so, kick, right? Yeah, the, the kick. kick. I you, was here. Yeah, Frank right? was here. Yeah, I was sitting next to Evan. It was five of us. Was it five of us? Yeah, because okay, I'm just used to remembering four. I'm no, because sorry. we bought, we all came that day because we knew right, what happened. Because I remember day. the call yeah. in; it got very intense between yep. Evan. And and I was <laughs> out in the lobby just right. listening because there was nothing we were adding to that. No. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was just like uh, I was out there with Nelly and like, everyone. Okay, yeah, just hearing like they were fighting over the definition, and I was yeah. just like, I'm done. Like <laughs> I got nothing. Headset came off. 
lights on, no one's home. I'm right. just out. You know but, what I mean? <laughs> but that's how it felt like this because you have the one call that could have been high sticking. Of course, he didn't challenge you for that. And I agreed with that. That was actually good on Granado's part. I thought that was smart. Don't cha- challenge the high sticking that is like kind of high sticking, but also kind of not high iffy. sticking. I see, I see. It, it was In like Spanish. there, but it wasn't there <laughs> at the same time. I see, I see. It, it was so close. <laughs> That it could have gone either way, and I think they would have won the original um, decision anyway if they did the high sticking. But with the offside, with the Islander, I don't remember exactly who, but the puck was on the wall. It's just kind of staying on the wall. And he brings it over to him, but at the same time, he's moving backwards. And, you know, to deem that he's not offside, he has to have control of the puck. That is the one thing. You can be going backwards as long as your skates are partially on the line and right. you have control of the puck. By the t- at least in my mind, by the time his stakes were pa- his skates were past the line, he did not have clear control of the puck. Right. Because the puck was coming towards him, but it doesn't mean that's when he had control. When I believe you have control is when you start stick handling it. Yeah. Where you just start like not doing much with it. You don't but, like, just keeping it by you because his stick was up. It, it was just kind of drifting towards him. So that was my main argument of why it was offsides because anybody can just take your stick, drag it a little, and then say, okay, yep. well, I'm just going to kick it with my state now or whatever. Yeah, like you're let's play some line. ice soccer, man. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just another one of those unlucky games that yeah. maybe we would have to find a definition for if there was time. Uh, for yeah, we went oh. heavy on the bills today. Yeah, uh, but flew no, by. Mm-hmm. The whole show's flown by. Right, We're in the yeah, last ten no, minutes right it, now. It's gone quick. I could go another two hours on the Sabers. I, I mean, like. trust me, my second class got canceled. I would love if we could go. You want? You want to stay on? Uh, I wish. I, I don't I, have class till six. Let's stay on. Frank, you in? I'm in. You're in. I, I mean, I guess we could stay. What on are they gonna do? Extra long show. We just went on the air randomly the other day. I mean, what what difference does it make? (laughs) I don't think there's anybody after us. That would be the only uh, conflict. Right. Uh, But. I mean, maybe a little bit. We'll let it run long. We're going to do an immaculate grid, too, today. Oh, yeah. yeah, So we we have to. We'll have to. Yeah. The the Sabres think, I, I, I think this has been the first, in my mind, the first trade that is starting to pan out of Kevin Adams, Jordan the green giant yes. green yes. I knew you were going to come around on that. I, that's the only yeah. point I had. Yeah. I said it he when the has trade happened. Been amazing. And maybe I jumped a little to a conclusion just because we didn't see much of him. But at least you can admit that. Injured. But yeah. seeing him full strength yep. on a third line with Mr. I'm a rookie and uh, who's the center? Oh, my God. I'm forgetting. <laughs> I forget the middle stat. Uh, middle stat. Yeah. <laughs> middle stat mode. How can we forget middle stat? Uh, I always forget him. Um, he's doing uh, all right, though. He's doing. I mean, they were the only scoring. Yeah, they're the, they're the only yeah. two that scored. Right, exactly. So, like, I, I what mean, are we doing? How can you you argue? I mean, <laughs> Jordan Greenway is a certified dog. Dog. I knew dog. that. I knew that last year when I put a anytime goal scoring bet on him, and yeah. he stiff arms with one hand, yeah. and shoots with the other. And I I'm said like, it. What? When we did the preseason <laughs> show like a few weeks ago, I said Jordan Greenway was going to be one of the unspoken stars right. of this yeah. team. Yeah. And he's proven me right. You were kind of like okay with that, but you right. didn't believe it 100%. No, it wasn't one of your it was flaming just takes. Because of 
you know, how he played in the past and, you know, just being able to get back to that level because he had trouble in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the system's fault. Yeah. Uh, because he did this say system this system is good is at developing. Different. It's not what he usually did. Yeah. Uh, this is now finally his type of system where we need the aggressor. It's like what you saw when Mario Williams, right, in that Jim Schwartz system. Right. One of the, the cold front defense, he was the set, one of the centerpieces of it. My favorite personal player of that, that era, by right. the way. And then Rob Ryan and Rex Ryan come in and shake it, it up, it, and he it was not the same. Well. Like, but now he he went to Miami after in that similar Jim Schwartz system, and he was a sack machine right. again. So, like, that's what we're seeing with Greenway right, <laughs> right. now. It's it's the same I, thing. I mean, Greenway with how he's playing, he's reminding me of a. I, I mean, even though this guy is a defenseman, I think we all know he's well known for hits as a saber. Rasmus Ristolainen. Rasmus Ristolainen, not the best defender in the world, as we know. I really liked him. But he was the aggressor. He was the guy who could get you a big hit when you needed it. Uh, So it just worked out perfectly that this is the offensive type of Rasmus Ristolainen. And this guy can even play defense when he feels like to. But what really put me over the edge was that first goal where he just fakes out Sorokin so bad. That he's like flying forward and he just has like three guys all around him and he still scores. I'm like, how many other guys do that? How many other guys do that? Not many. Um, so I think that line will just keep getting better and better. I really, the, the, the main problem I do have with the offense right now though is A, the first line, even though they're getting shots on, they're not getting much production. I mean, Tage Thompson had, I think, like four windups and missed the net entirely on all four. I think Skinner's in that mode still of, I want to do everything and I want to be the playmaker and make all these, like, amazing passes. Right. Where it works sometimes, it works, doesn't yeah, work other times. Again, I mean, that's, that's just that's the style of offense they play, you know, and he's a playmaker like but that. The, the main concern is, in my mind, the second line. Okay. I think that has taken the biggest. Without yep. Quinn, I feel like it's it's showing. Well, it also remember last year we also recognized, hey, Victor Olsen is just dragging these lines down. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yep, that's the main concern right now because I'm thinking right as Quinn comes back, I know it's not till December, at least. Which stinks. Does Olsen is he traded, or is he just moving down to the third line? With Middlestat and Greenway. And does that, might, that, that then might... mess them up? Yeah. I, I mean, that's the main concern because you're seeing this great pairing. It's like you don't want to lose that. Well, and Jost isn't playing, is he? No, no. Jost hasn't played yet. Right. So we, you got to f- maybe try and see where he fits in at right. some point. You know, like there are going to be a lot of moving pieces. And I don't want to see that third line, like you said, they're the ones producing right now. And if you go down and move Olofsson down there and then they start pooping in the sheets. That, because Benson has made those passes to give them the chances. I think if you put Olsen in that same exact spot, you are not seeing yeah, the no. passes. No. You are seeing the more like the one knee shot in uh when they're on the power play. Yeah. Or, Benson, or you're though, seeing where he just whiffs. Yeah. No, I think Benson fits him perfectly though, having the young guy right down there now, with him. At least he has looked perfect. I think there is still a chance, like, hey, he's going he's to He's gonna be... hit a slump or whatever. Not a slump. I'm saying more like he's going to be sent down with Savoy. 
once probably they figure out that whole mm-hmm. situation over there because there is that whole coaching investigation and the, right with that team so it's just like it's better to keep but him it's, here it's good to get game experience for someone and then send them back down so he's kind of he knows what he's in for. Oh, that's you why I mean? most people are saying he gets the first night nine games and then he gets sent somewhere. That would make sense. And then you can fit Yost in there, Jost. I, I still don't know how to properly say his name. I say Jost. Jost, Yost, whatever. Frank? Yost. We've been talking about the Sabres here for a little bit. Kick us a, a quick little rant about your Florida Panthers. What do you think needs to change? We'll comment as best we can. <laughs> Defensively, we're absolutely missing... Racco Gudis. Mm-hmm. Do you think they can make the playoffs again, though? Starting out, real yeah. quick, yeah? The Oilers are 0-2 as well. Okay, yeah. I don't think any team 0-2 right now needs really much panic. Sergey looks fine, but I wouldn't be upset at all if he keeps having this kind of slump that we go and recruit Spencer Knight back up from the AHL, which I think is something that we might need to do. Not a bad idea. Offensively, I think we're fine. We're just... We're not finding the right lanes. We're getting blocked and everything. Evan Rodriguez, who we picked up, he's been looking probably like one of the best players on the ice in that line with um, Barkov and... Um, oh, you guys picked up Rodriguez? Yeah, we picked up Evan Former Rodriguez. Buffalo Saber. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's really... It's been... It's been disappointing, but I'm not expecting this to last at all. Right. That's kind of where I'm at with the Sabres, right? Like, yeah... You know, 0-2 to start the season, you're now back in the laughing column, and people are like, oh, the same old Sabres. Uh, no. It's well, not. you know, the Coyotes are in... Uh, what? What? The Coyotes are in third place, so you know that's going to change. Yeah, exactly. You like, know, it's just... We're it, two games in. You know, I, I've There are 80 games things, left, man. But it may be the only time I'm able to complain about things, which I think most people are hoping for mm-hmm. because, A, I don't know how much they want to hear me yell about firing Ganado and Abs, but B, Probably not at all. Uh, is because, <laughs> you know, most of us want to see this turn out into a playoff uh, berth. Yep. Even yeah. if it's a wild card berth, to me, that's a win. That's what, yeah. Any, anyway, is a win at this point. Oh, we're quoting you on that. Yeah, I've said that if you before. come back at the end of the year I've and they only make before. the... I don't... Well, I'm just saying. I, I've but said now, if no, and Adam this is, this to the is, playoffs, I will... This is, this is for future, I guess, reserve. You know, if you're like... You've no, had this no, on me for no. like... No, <laughs> in case you say anything about just making, making the, wild the wild card, card and not going further. In case you say anything like that, like they we get have close this. to winning oh, yeah. anything. <laughs> we have this. Dan, do you have that Immaculate Grid ready? I do. I always do. Oh! I'm feeling it. We got to save some sabers and hockey talk for Wednesday, with the packed. I mean, I mean, we'll be able to talk about tomorrow's night's game then. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, and then uh, Saturday's the first back in the goat heads. (sighs) Yep. Wish we had the slugs, but unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. Stop it. So, (laughs) anyway, we're going with a different music choice today. You ready for this? You see the koala? What are you doing? Oh, my God. Let's go, baby. Come on. There's nothing bad yet. No, no. It's just the regular one. Because there's a picture of a koala. Hopefully, hopefully there's no, like, jump scare in it that I'm just unaware yeah. of. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> It's just going to scare Joe. It's got, 21, it's got 21 million views, so I, I assume we're fine. Yeah, it could. There's uh, also maybe. Calm and Relaxing Wii Music Mix, so I might have to take uh, a look at that yeah. as well. All right. If you've never played Immaculate Grip before... It's a three by three grid. 
three on the top, three on the rose. And today's the three on the top, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Washington Commanders, and a thousand yard receiving season. And then on the rose, it is the New York Giants, the Green Bay Packers, and Super Bowl champ. Ah, okay. Tampa Bay Super Bowl champ. Frank, what's an obscure one? Ryan Suckup. Ryan Suckup is good. Bradley Pinion. Um, Jamel Dean. Jordan Whitehead. Carlton Davis. What's like a backup quarterback? I'm doing Bradley Pinion. I mean... Who's Brady's backup last year? It was... Oh, go Bradley Pinion. It was McCown. Pinion's... Oh, my God. 0.2. Pinion is 0.2. You are close to my record. 0.1. That was close. Yeah. Okay. Or no, was it point zero one? Oh, it was point zero one. I think you were point zero one. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not close at all. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. It's okay, friend. Giants, Bucks. Brashad Perriman? Brashad Perriman is a good shout. Because I know he was a Jet at least. Yeah. No, we had Brashad Perriman. Right, yeah. Yeah. Did. Was he a Giant, though? That's the question. Oh. I don't know. Um, um, who... <sighs> There's got to be someone. Let's come back to that. Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, <laughs> oh, yikes. Oh, yikes. <laughs> thousand, thousand yards receiving season. That's OBJ. Easy. That's an easy one Victor if we can't Cruz. Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. Who's a 90s Giants receiver? Did David Tyree ever go with 1,000 yards? I don't know. 2003 to 2009. Should I try it? <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't have to count, but I, I mean, for us. In the no, sense. I'm just doing it. Yeah, just know. see if David Tyree worked. No. No. Yeah, he's never done anything that great. Um, OBJ, then, I would say. I guess so, yeah. W- would OBJ be more popular or Victor Cruz? Probably OBJ because it was just how many people know him, you know. I'll do Victor Cruz, then. 24%. Okay. And they did not do him well with the picture. Oh. Okay. Packers, a thousand yards. Ye- Jordy Nelson, <laughs> Ye- Cobb. Um, Devontae. I wonder who's obscure. Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. I'll do Cobb and see what percentage we get. He's had to have one. 10%. Right? Okay. Yeah, That's Randall easy. Cobb. Randall Cobb. Super Bowl champion and thousand yards receiving season. Oh, my God. You could pick so many. Uh, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, Mike Rice. Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. Um, Cooper Cup, that's recent. Uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey. Ooh. We may Jason. want to go Travis Let's Kelsey. Go Jason. No, Wait, we may want to do Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I'm going to click it. 5%. Travis Kelsey, that's a good one. I thought that would work because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, why receiver? They're going to see receiving and be like, oh, oh I have receivers. 4%. Washington Super Bowl champions. Two times against the Bills. Who's oh, the I remember the quarterback. Uh, the first. God, I felt. That. Doug Williams. Du- was Doug he, Williams was he the quarterback? I believe he was. 1987 and 1989, or 1986 to 1987. There's two of them. Those are not the Super Bowls. Oh wait, Bowls. no, those are not it. No. No, that's the other guy. Uh, well, they won Super Bowls before that. Did they? Oh yeah, that's right. Which Doug Williams is it though? No, it's probably the one who played more. Than the one who just did. Okay, seventy-eight one year. to eighty-nine. I'll do that. 
Yep, 22%. Though. I was right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, it was just, we tried to think. He doesn't even have a photo. No. Well, most of the legends don't. Okay, Washington and Giants. We have Washington Giants, Washington Green Bay, uh, Buccaneers Giants, Buccaneers Packers. Oh, would uh, Ryan Suckup work for Buccaneers Giants? Was he a Giant? Try. I don't know. I know he was New England. I know he's nowhere now. I know it did not work. Uh, oh. Oh, what's Long Neck, dude? Oh, Glennon. Mike Glennon. Mike, Mike Glennon. I think Mike Glennon might have. Did yeah. he play on the the Giants? Bucks? Yeah, he played yeah, he on did. the Bucks for sure. Yeah, he yeah, was no, on he, the Giants. No, he was a Buck. Yeah, we know he's a Buck. All right, Mike Glennon. Yeah, I'll go Mike Glennon. I think we're only in agreement. I was going to say one. Roberto Guayo. You know that um, the kicker we took with 9%. the first round pick? 9% yeah. Mike Glennon. Oh, yeah, Guayo. That's right. I didn't okay, Buccaneers, Packers. This is tough. I'm just trying to. Man, this music helps though, doesn't it? It it's, does. It's entrancing. I mean, it kind of helps. Washington Giants. Too bad it's not a quarterback for Green Bay, uh, Tampa Bay. I know. No. That doesn't help. Um, any receiver? No. Eddie Lacy. <laughs> oh my god. No. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, Carlton Davis? No. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, we just, I don't think we've had many trades with them. Trades or signings. It's yeah. hard. Uh, maybe there's one, but who, who knows? Um. I mean, let's just do Washington and try to do Washington with New York Giants and Green Bay. There's got to be a Giants Washington connection somehow. There's just got to be. Right? Djax, he wasn't a Giant. Um, See, the only problem is when I think of Giants in Washington, I think of OBJ versus Josh Norman. Yeah. That's like the main problem. Wait a second. Was Josh Norman a Packer? No. He was Carolina. And then oh, was, that's right. It was Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Ah Ha Ha. That's who it was. Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Wait, was Ha Ha on Washington? I'm pretty sure he was a Redskin. Yeah. I feel like How I How do remember- you spell that name? Ha Ha? Like H-A-H-A? H-A-H-A. Apost- or apostrophe. Not apostrophe. Dash. Clinton It's Dick. not coming up. No, it's hard. You got to do... Uh- H-A-H-A. No, you can't do ha ha. Ha ha is just not. What? How do we spell his last name? Clinton. Clinton C L I L I N T O N dash Dix. D I X. It's literally ha ha. Yeah, it is. We have forty six percent. Yep. Yeah. We still have two more guesses. Yep. On this I'm one. out of guesses from my experimentation. So Giants, but... Washington, and Buccaneers, Green Bay. I feel like a fraud. Why can't I not remember a Washington Giant? Oof. Rough. Santana Moss? No. Going to deep end here. No tight end. Djax, no. Was Logan Thomas. It actually might have been Logan Thomas. Try it. For Washington Giants. 
Or, or we could go the safe route and try to go Josh Johnson. Because Josh Johnson has been on so many teams. I would assume this, those would be two teams that he's been on. Oh, wait. Wait, am I? Wait. I might be cooking. Oh, hang on a second. Jake Fromm? Jake Fromm. Fromm. I, I was going to go with another backup quarterback. But J- Jacoby Brissett. I think he has, guys. Has he played with the Giants? I think so. I feel like I've seen Drake Fromm for the Giants. Jake Fromm's played for the Giants. I'm thinking Jacoby Brissett. He's played for Washington. Has he? He's their backup now, I think. Oh, but that doesn't mean he's played. I I think Jacoby... I know he's there. Try Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Please. Brisket. Is wrong. Deshaun Jackson? No. (laughs) Uh, Alfred Morris? Oh, oh, uh, the safety. Betha? Antone Betha, maybe? Antoine. At that point, just try it. I don't know. I remember he was 49ers. Giants. I can't remember if he was on the third team or not. Did Ooh. you say Josh Johnson? I did say Josh Johnson for uh, Washington Giants because he's been on so many teams, and I would assume those would be two teams he's been on. You're right. Played. He's the Fitz. He's the he's the Fitzpatrick type. Oh wait. I think I think that's right, Dan. Yeah, I think we'll do Josh Johnson. Are you doing it over there too? I'm doing the baseball one. Oh. What's the score? We got it wrong. 316. All right. Not awful. Wait. For Washington Giants? Okay. So the most popular for Washington Giants, Landon Collins. Oh. And, and Frank, I don't think you know this at all. Buccaneers Green Bay, highest one. Tom Crabtree. I told you. There's only been 39 players between the Bucs and the the Packers. Uh, I can guarantee you most of them came from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. That was a rough one today, fellas. But. No, we got an eight. We got close. Without further ado, that's going to bring this episode of The Blitz to a close. Um, I'm Joe Kelly, Fellas, if you want to throw out your socials. Find me on X at Frank561Lopez or on Instagram at FrankLopez underscore 561. Dan. Uh, you can find me on X at double underscore D capital W M Y. And you can follow the show. <laughs> Give me a second here. Oh, we do have a page now. We can see Frank's upsetting loss. Hey, we'll need fan. to add you guys to the Instagram because yes. I figured out I can do that. Yes. Uh, you cool. can follow the show at the underscore blitz underscore on bl- underscore 91.3 FM. It's very long, but it makes sense. Did you think someone was knocking on the door? Yeah. (laughs) Alrighty. We'll follow the Blitz account. Follow us. You can find me on Twitter, at the Buffalonian, on Instagram, at Joe Cali. And again, that's going to do it for this edition of the Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. We'll catch you on Wednesday. Go Sabres.